Wrestling is trash. Wrestling is trash. Boom! And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 146 of Wrestling is Trash. I, of course, am host of this podcast, Lou from the BX, actually co-host of this podcast, my son, Nicholas the Great, Mr. Anastelli, is on assignment this week, so he will not be joining us. But, of course, Trash Boy number two is here, and I have brought a guest with me. But you already know this is the nonsensical wrestling podcast where we opine on the great sport of professional wrestling, past, present, and possibly the future. As I stated earlier, Nicholas is not here today, but I scoured the greatness of the IWC and I found the one man who could possibly oh shit I just dropped a bunch of shit who could possibly join us on this wonderful quest in talking wrestling and that is the great AA Ron Mind Runner. So please sir if you can introduce yourself to the audience. Welcome wrestling is trash to wrestling is mind runner. Oh actually this is uh, this is definitely wrestling is trash. You can call me the trash man it is an honor to be here, Lou, and I am not only the host of the uh, I am not only the host of men, my, the uh, Mental Health Mondays podcast and Educators podcast. I go by Mister Burden; it's more teacher. But I am also the number one contender for the Everything Championship. I don't I, know when the look, contract signing is going to be. You trying to take this? Ooh, trying to. That that's going to look great around my waist, or at least over my shoulder, because probably won't fit around the waist. But still, it is an honor to be here. Honor to talk about wrestling, all the trash and all the good stuff to find those gems in the wrestling world. I'm super dope and excited, and one and Lou's one of my favorite uh, my favorite guests on my podcast. Good friend, my brother from another mother. Great to be here. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for joining. I invite you on this show, and immediately he's calling his shot for the belt. That's some <laughs> shit. Immediately. I got I to call my shot. I got to call my shot. That's crazy, bro. Hey, so we have a saying on this show, once a trash boy, always a trash boy or girl or whatever you choose to yep. identify yourself as. Once a trash boy, always a trash boy. You, sir, are now part of that brigade. You are a trashian. And I now W, I usually have, uh, where's my, well, I have this little thing. Okay, I have a little little letter opener here. I now W, Sir A.A. Ron Esquire, Trashiest World Peace. That is your yeah. name from this day forward. Trashiest Go World Peace. And spread the trash. The WP. Absolutely. So, we, this show has gone through different iterations and different hosts and, uh, uh, just different way of ways of doing things. There used to be a promo in the bank aspect to this show, which kind of maybe thinking about bringing back. I'm not bringing it back quite yet. All right. Um, cause that was more of a, uh, when you had multiple guests on the show, okay. so there'd be like, you know, five or six people on here and you could cash in a promo at any time and cut a promo. Um, very cool. But one of the things I would like to, add to this show is a uh, quick questionnaire for guests who come onto this show for the first time. So just so people can get familiar with them 
and kind of know a little bit about you. So most of it wrestling related, some of it not. But we're going to so get into that right now. Mr. This a. isn't Aaron. like uh, Top Rope Squishy's hot sheet, though, right? Um, hot seat. Ripping her off. <laughs> completely ripping her off a little bit. But this is not putting anyone on the hot seat. These are just good general answer things. That stuff I'd like to know. Things that I don't know about you yet. Things maybe the audience would like to know. Sure. Um, so if at any time you want to opine on any of these subjects, you can. But first, yes. first question I have for you, sir. What is your first wrestling memory? First wrestling memory. Okay, this is going to definitely show my age. Mm. My first wrestling memory was in the 80s. Was okay. um, was actually watching WrestleMania because I was uh, big into, you know, I, I was an MTV kid. And they were doing the rock and wrestling. And then they had Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling cartoon show. And so that made, that's what actually pulled me into wow. the world of wrestling. And, you know, we're not going to, you know, he, he may have a different view. People may have a different view of him now. But back then in the 80s, Hulk was the man. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But then I I saw Jake the Snake. And I saw Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And then Ultimate Warrior. I was I was a Warrior fan when he when he uh, took the belt from Honky Tonk Man. That was great. But what really hooked me was actually later on in the '90s, in the early '90s, when we had Mister Perfect, uh, Kurt Henning, and the way that he could just bounce around the ring and the stuff that he could do uh, that got me. That was the first time it was more than just you know beefy men slapping man meat kind yeah. of. That's when it yeah. really. Kind of hooked me, and of course, you know the characters. These are like characters off of a comic book wrestling in the ring. So, and I, I got to give a shout out to Roddy Piper too, one of my oh, favorite yeah. heels of all time. Even though he wasn't always a heel, he was one of those anti heroes that I just loved. Oh yeah, you know people. You know today, of course, Hogan has his stigma. He's for the most part not associated with mo- much wrestling these days. Um, I heard he's opening a. Uh, I just saw on Twitter he's opening uh, his own CBD company, <laughs> weed company, and shit. Uh, yeah, he's, but you he's, know you got to understand how huge that man was in the eighties. Yeah. Like there was no social media; it was it was just he got so big just because of his his personality and in, in, in wrestling man and um, being one of the really the first big crossover wrestler to be on like johnny carson and being on all these shows and doing movies yeah and TV suburban shows and, yeah yeah suburban commando no holes barred mr nanny uh, <laughs> yeah his story is interesting too his story like granted you know he you know that's not gonna work for me brother that's that's like right. a running joke in the locker room but right. he was larger in life you know pre-steroid scandal you know he was definitely on the juice but he was large and like he comes walking into the ring. He he looks like the oh, what you gonna do, brother? And yeah. it's funny too because when Vince was forming the WWF at the time, he was trying to get somebody to represent all the different company or countries and nationalities. He had Roddy Piper, Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov. Originally, Hulk Hogan was supposed to have red hair and be Irish, and you know, it's but. That that didn't work for him, brother. And I feel like you know mm-hmm. by sticking with the blonde that that uh, and Hulkamania running wild. That's that's where he became the, the hero yeah. that he was. He was Mister Mister America, literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you brought up you brought up Mister Perfect. Mister Perfect is probably one of my all time uh, my all time favorite wrestler, Eddie Guerrero. But Mister Perfect was, I mean, he's up there in top three 
four or five. Yeah. He, and it wasn't even so much Mr. Perfect that I liked. I more fell in love with Kurt Henning in WCW. Yeah. Because he used to put on these mat. He used to put on these matches with Diamond Dallas Page in WCW. There's another one of my favorites. They were brutal, those matches. Like, it was almost like they actually hated each other. I don't know <laughs> if they did or not, but it, I always felt like they actually really hated each other and hated working together, but you know, that it was good shit, so they put them on TV because those matches to me always seemed like they were kind of going at each other, and I really just enjoyed watching um, Kurt, but let us continue, because if we opine on every one of these questions, we will be here for <laughs> oh, fucking I could, I could do an hour on Diamond Dallas Page. And oh, yeah. <laughs> Favorites. Who is your current favorite male-female wrestler? All right, current moment? favorite, as in still active, like, yeah, full-time. Like, well, you know, like, right now, who you, who are you, like, feeling? Who are you loving out there? All right. It, this is going to be my favorite male wrestler right now, and it's kind of weird because, I mean... I've always been a, a, I've always been a kid. I've always been a favorite of the, of the, uh, the, the, the super, like Diamond Dallas Page, all those guys, those type of guys that were like the underdogs that didn't quite get it. Right. My favorite wrestler right now is actually Swerve Strickland. And it's, oh, it's, 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 and it's different because, and it's not so much like I, every time he wrestles, he's, I love watching him in the ring. Now, granted, I could go on about Komandar. Or you know, Bandito, a lot of these guys, Lucha Brothers, um, the Young Bucks, Kenny, Hangman, all those guys are great. But for like Swerve Strickland is my number one right now, and I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that after Double or Nothing and after he and Keith Lee finish their feud, I really want to see Swerve Strickland versus Adam Cole. I want to oh, see man. that kind Ooh. of match. I want to see, and I want it to be a long feud because you could stretch it out. And you know, he's with Brian Cage and those guys. You can bring in Kyle O'Reilly. You can bring, you got Roderick Strong. You can do a feud like a not so much undisputed versus uh, Swerve Associates, but right. Swerve and Adam Cole in the ring would be tremendous. Yeah. I, I really, I've been calling for Swerve and Omega for mm-hmm. months. Like, I, I was at a point where I was tweeting that out like every other like day because I like, dude. You know, I know I understand Tony Khan is in a precarious position as far as the talent roster that he has and who he has to push, and he's trying to get ratings up and he's trying to do all these different things. But, dude, I really hope he does not drop the ball with Swerve Strickland. Mm -hmm. That dude is, he could be the biggest baby face in your company and he could be the biggest heel in your company. He can, he cuts the promo, he has it in the ring. Like, he has everything. He has everything. That's a dude that if I see him holding the belt up, I, I believe it. I'm like, yep, yeah. that's my champion. Because some people don't have that. Like like Jungle Boy, yeah. bro, I, there ain't a fucking rat's ass chance in hell that he's winning that match at the pay-per-view. And, like, I don't buy him. And, again, like him, like Jungle Boy, like Jack Perry, but I – I, there's no fucking way. I don't see him holding up that that the AEW belt. It just no chance. Yeah, he he's not taking that. I I have thoughts on that. We can, I'm sure we'll get into the the double or nothing card. And oh, yeah. I've got yeah. There's things that need to happen with Jungle Boy, but with Swerve, I think what what's interesting is Swerve has a vision of the business. He knows when to turn heel. He knows when to drop hints. Like this whole thing with Keith Lee, 
you know, as stretched out and as convoluted as it's been, it's not because of anything Swerve has done. Because Swerve has given everything that's needed. He you know, he tried to put over Parker Bordeaux and um, yep. and uh, T- Timmy the Meth guy or whatever. whatever I forgot what his name was. But yeah, when he would like, like Tim the Tatman, yeah, Timmy the Tatman, when he would jump off of Keith Lee's chest and do a, like a moonsault. I mean, yep. that's 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 the stuff. And he knows how to sell in the ring too. Like when he when he like someone will kick out. He does one of my favorite things that a lot of wrestlers do, where they go. Like the shock, he yeah. sells the surprise and he like sells he that grabs, emotion. He grabs his fucking braids yeah. and pulls them down right here. Yes, my only complaint is like, what the fuck? My only complaint with Swerve Strickland, he's got to ditch the COVID uh, hood. I mean, whatever, whatever that thing he's wearing to the ring, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, he definitely is his own yeah. character and has his own idea about things. That I don't understand what that is. That's that's got to go. I didn't but mind the purple. I didn't mind the purple ski mask that he brought out like two weeks ago. That that's fine, but yeah. the, that that uh, that shit was just kind of weird. Um, any current female wrestlers right now that you uh, are a fan of? Countless current. Now, my there's always going to be a place in my heart for Thunder Rosa. There's always right. going to be a place, and I'm going to shatter people's uh, opinions right now. I am also a Britt Baker fan. You can be a Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker fan. You don't have to get into oh, yeah. the drama. You could be a fan of both. That's I think a lot of the dirt sheets like to spin that up, and I'm sure they're they don't get along. They don't have to like each other, but I like them both. And of course, one of my favorite up and comers who just got crowned the women's uh, in New Japan strong champion, Willow Nightingale. Yep, is uh, she is probably my number two, but my number one, she hits hard. And she was the she is the current <laughs> AW Women's Champion Jamie Hader. Oh yeah, she is my current favorite female wrestler right now. She and she is everything right now, and she is yeah. a great leader. Uh, she's a great champion. She's a great person to put the belt on right now. Yeah, we we love Jamie Hader on this show. She is uh she's one of, like she for me came out of nowhere and like I instantly fell in love with her style when yeah. I saw her fucking first wrestle. Um, most memorable or favorite match? Okay, wow. Most memorable favorite match. Uh, I, I'll, I'll do two. I'll do a classic and I'll do a recent. Um, if I go, if I go recent, um, it's got to be Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks Steel Cage. And that's the mm-hmm. one where, where, um, Matt, you had the tax on his shoe. And oh, yeah. Ray Phoenix, you knew he was going to do it. I mean, because it's in a steel cage. You've got Ray, Ray Phoenix defies gravity. You knew he was going to go to the top. Um, that, that's got to be my all-time. I, I do think um, right, the, up, right behind that is the FTR, uh, Dem Boys, Dog Oof. Collar, Jay's last match. Rest in peace. But um, – that was that was insane, and there was so much, there was so much story going on in that match. There was so much that you know it was it was incredible, um, and I could go on and on. I mean, you know, the Brody versus um, I, Brody versus Cody. I was also going to say right. Cody's last match in AEW against Sammy Guevara mm-hmm. on the uh, ladder match was tremendous. I mean, what a way to go! Oh yeah. Um, if I was going to go historically, um, historically. I would have to say 
one of the greatest, one of the greatest matches. And this is again, you got to think about the time that this this happened. This isn't, you know, the, again, both a lot came out about both these dudes, and there was a lot of sour people, and they, and they turned, and a lot of people didn't like them in the in the locker room. But at the time, you know, l- little kid, little mini Aaron was WrestleMania six Hulk Hogan versus the Warrior. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, yeah. that match. Uh, so. I have a, I had an idea for, because of course, when you start one podcast, you all of a sudden get an idea for 18 other podcasts. <laughs> Never, I have a podcast, Never happens. I have a podcast that I want to do with my brother who lives in Jersey. And it's just timing wise, we haven't really been able to do it. But the idea is to rewatch matches from, because he used to love wrestling as much as I did. And then he stopped watching for like yeah. 20 years. And he just came back uh, last year for WrestleMania because he just fell into the hype of the WrestleMania and the Stone Cold and all that shit. And he was like, yo, what's going on? I want to rewatch it. So he's back. And I kind of wanted to do um, a podcast where we sit there and we we rewatch the match and just kind of talk about like our headspace back in the day and and whatever. And that's one of the I have two matches downloaded uh, to do to watch. That's one of them and that was the first one that i wanted to do the first episode but i was like you know what probably the better thing to do is to do the royal rumble from that year oh yes and then do that one because they that, you know they call that's one of my favorite royal rumbles of all time i mean that that's tremendous I mean, royal rumble. so and there was so much storytelling because like yeah you know the like you had million dollar man who last year was number 30 he gets number one and Let's face it, he was kind of a character of like a Donald Trump kind of, you know, money. Look at me, I'm all money. And at the time, he was feuding with Jake the Snake. And sure enough, yeah. you know, he beats Coco Beware. He beats Marty Jannetty. And then the third person out is Jake the Snake. And the crowd just goes nuts. And it's that was that was such a great Royal Rumble. Hey, when you're going to do it, if I could just nominate myself, let me know. I'd love to be a part of that, too, if you'd like. Oh, cool. that, yeah, 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 that Royal Rumble. That's one. That, I think that's my favorite Royal Rumble of all time, just be, yeah, because of everything that went in in there. Yeah, Royal Rumble's always been one of my favorite events. It's just, uh, yeah, I I love Royal Rumbles. It just there's no even the bad ones. I I still find <laughs> kind of enjoyment yeah. in them. Uh, what's your favorite finisher? Favorite finisher. Okay, I have favorite moves that aren't finishers. Um. Favorite finisher, I again, Mister Perfect's Perfect Plex. Uh, I lo- I love it because of what it would what it would entail for you know the like with the keeping their leg and getting into the pen. Um, I also uh, I, my finisher when I was uh, growing up you know, playing wrestling was Jake the Snake's DDT. You know, if I was going to be a wrestler, that would be my my you know do the I would do the finger and then DDT bar all of that and um, any kind of aerial maneuver. Um, I do like. I don't know if this is Adam Cole's finisher, but the uh, his Panama Sunrise is right. You know, where I, I something about a Canadian destroyer visually just looks so cool to me. Yeah, that and, should be a finisher. Like, yeah. I I really, you know, one of the questions I had here is, uh, what's your least favorite thing about wrestling? And for me, that's one of my least favorite things is that finishers have become. Like setup moves. Yeah, that Canadian yeah. destroyer is a, that's a devastating maneuver. That should be a finisher. I, if that's the next question, I 
okay, two things, and they're equal, and neither one of them we have control over. And they're both part of wrestling. But it's what annoys me the most. And they're side by side. One is the injuries. You can't help it. And one of the things I have to say is it's not like so-and-so is unsafe or so-and-so. Like, okay, for example, Willow won the – the uh, I, the Japan the yeah. New Japan women's thing, Mercedes Monet likely has got a broken ankle. Well, everybody's going. Well, Willow also hurt Anna Jay's back, and she's unsafe. First of all, both situations totally separate. Willow had nothing to do with M- Mercedes Monet's ankle, other than being in the match. It was a total different thing. But the uh, Anna Jay thing, Anna Jay doesn't blame Willow at all. It was it, injuries happen, and injuries yeah. do happen. But it's frustrating when, like you, you're they're building up to like a Chris Statlander versus Jade, or they're building up to something, or there's you're really excited about somebody, and then oop, you find like like Dante Martin, you know, all of a sudden oh. Dante's out, and you know they're out, they're gone, you're just like, oh, it's almost like it's almost like like they're in a tour of duty, and you find out your favorite uh, character on a series is is gone or something, and it, it's frustrating. Dude, that Don that shit. Oh, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> horrific. I horrific. I don't know if this is one of your questions, but if one of your questions is what was the most horrific injury you've seen in wrestling? No, yeah, that's it. That was yeah. that one, the Ray Phoenix arm. Yeah. Um Dax's arm getting ripped on the oh, um turnbuckle. No, I can't even <laughs> It's not the... one of the questions, but it's like, dude, I when I when I saw <laughs> You know what fucked me up about Dante's injury? The look on his face. When he looked down at his foot, yeah, like, I got a cold chill when I mm. saw the look on his face. Because I'm a, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I'm a pussy. When it comes to wrestling, I've said it before on this podcast. Like I've tried to watch GCW, yeah, and like, and I can't watch GCW live. <laughs> I can watch it when it's already aired, and I know no one died, yeah, <laughs> or was horrifically maimed. Then I'll watch it. Like, yeah. but watching it live, I can't because I'm I'm literally like a like a like a little kid trying to watch a horror movie. I'm watching these things like this. I'm like, oh my god, please don't die! No, 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 no! And it's like I, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. So when Dante was up there mm-hmm. and they were about to do that spot, I was like, oh my fucking god, please, dude, please don't die! Like, just I don't want to see the shit's live. Like, I don't want to see something horrific. And of yeah. course. He lands, and I'm like, oh, my God, that was a crazy spot. And then I'm like, why is his foot? Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> and just the look on his face when he saw it, just, I just couldn't, I, I can't. It's like, oh, that shit haunts my dreams. Well, it's a testament to his, his, his character, though, because, like, what? by the time he got to the hospital, he still had that smile on his face, of course. Yeah, he's you know, a tough it, son of a bitch. Yeah, it's, but it's just, it's that moment where he, you just like, oh, and the, what's, what's interesting is that could that spot could have gone so many worse ways. Oh, yeah. And the injury itself was almost like not part of the move. It was just how he landed, yeah, which yeah. could have happened in, in, in like a regular tope. But the, it was like, but this doing this like destroyer into a bunch of tables off the ropes, he could have, he could have been paralyzed. Ray yeah. Phoenix could have been paralyzed. Everybody could have, it could have gone so worse. But yeah, that was, that was crazy. The Dax one. I mean, I can watch Moxley bleed all over the ring and be yeah. fine. I mean, it's almost comical at this point. Like when when Evil yeah, yeah. was bleeding through his mask and it was, was like crazy. squirting out. It was yeah, almost was like Monty Python, you know. Yeah. But 
but yeah, it's those real injuries that just, uh, um, do you think, Oh my God. Do oh my you think God. that, um, do you think so though, just that to, some just, of us, what's that? Just to interrupt one second, keep that question in your mind. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so is the PlayStation conference is happening right now. I didn't uh, realize when I made this appointment that I did it at four o'clock, which is the PlayStation conference that I was so looking forward to watching live. This is totally fine because I'm having a great time with you and this I can watch this afterwards. It doesn't matter. But but Metal they're Gear. remaking motherfucking Metal Gear Solid <laughs> for PS fucking five. Let's what? go. Let's go. Oh, dude. Okay. Do you remember the question that you just had? Because I just almost lost Yeah, my it was mind, something but... about Solid Snake, I think. No, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I, what I was going to ask is this. is Do you think that, I mean, us as wrestlers, did first question is, did you see, were you, did you watch live when Owen Hart passed? Like, I mean, obviously we didn't see it, but you saw the reaction of, of uh, Jim Ross and, and Jerry. But were you? Did you watch that live? Or you kind of? Well, um, I was watching wrestling at that time, pretty hardcore. But I did not see that live because I, I, there was no way I was affording sixty dollars pay per views yeah. when I was that age. There was just no way, and my mom was definitely not paying for that shit. <laughs> so I didn't see yeah. that live, but I was watching wrestling. I heard about it afterwards. That that's like my biggest fear. Like and um, like I, I will say, it takes it like when Matt Hardy got the concussion. I think it was all out. Oof, I want to say yeah, 2020. I was 2020. The one where he was wrestling Sammy and he got a concussion, but he yeah. still tried to finish the match. That was hard to watch. And that actually, I think that actually kind of tainted the whole the whole pay-per-view for us. Because up until that point, we we're all you know, we're all cheering and yapping and, and all this. And then that after that, the, the whole room we were in the watch party, we were in, we were all just kind of sitting there. Like, yeah. ugh, is he okay? Is he all do right? Think, do you think Tony has is kind of like has a responsibility to kind of like have a meeting with his talent? Because I've I've said this before on here. Do you feel like he has kind of like a a a, a responsibility? To, again, I'm repeating myself, but should he have a talent meeting and be like, guys, listen, I know you you want to go out there, you want to go nuts. I'm not trying to hinder you, but god damn it. Some of this crazy shit, you got to either really practice it or you got to run it by me or we got to figure out something here because we can't keep having this like Dante Martin shit happen. I know it happens. People yeah. get hurt. Wrestling's dangerous. People seem to feel oh, it's fake. Yeah, it's fake. You get in there and do it. <laughs> yeah. You get in there and try that shit. Um, fall on my ass. But do you feel like Tony should have some type of talent meeting at some point? Or maybe he has already. I don't know. But um, to kind of like curtail these activities. Again, not not being there, but just from listening to different talent talk and interviews, just you know, and things that Tony has said, and it, it's hard to read because when you get stuff from the dirt sheets or whatever, they blow things unspent. But just from actual wrestling, actual quotes from actual wrestlers and interviews, and actually hearing from you know things that Tony has said, I feel I feel like Tony's he's brilliant. He's almost like autistic level genius with a lot of the stuff. I think he struggles with confrontation. I think mm. he's because he doesn't want to hurt people. I think he doesn't want to hurt talent's feelings. He wants to build them up. He's very yes, yes, yes. What I love about Tony is he can switch from businessman to fanboy in mid sentence. He can like yeah. in, a, in a scrum. He can be like, "Well, the, the third way he, year, the, the third way he year, hurts people." Yeah, he'll sit there. Well, third year, the third quarter numbers were great, and then come here, Claudio, and all this stuff. And I don't see why that's a negative. I I would want my boss to be that excited about me being in their company. I do think, though, that 
what makes AEW what's what's AEW's and Tony's strength. Oh wow, is that? I don't know what the hell is that. that is this Final Fantasy? Fantasy? Dude, that, that, Final that Fantasy? game looked. I don't know if you saw the state of play that they did a month ago for Final Fantasy. It was like twenty-two minutes of just Final Fantasy. <sighs> that fucking game looks phenomenal. I was gonna pre-order it, Dude. but I have, I have Diablo Four coming and in two weeks, and I'm gonna be. <laughs> no one's gonna be able to reach me for like at yeah. least a month. This, this is this is gonna be Lou on the wrestling is trash podcast. You gonna be like this? Yeah, um, yeah. Bianca Belair is great. Yeah, I hate the fact that I keep <laughs> looking back, but I'm expecting Spider Man and Wolverine. So oh, dude, I'm dude. super excited. Uh, we could um, we could go off that. I mean, I, I think that uh, Marvel's getting ready to kind of come back into better movies with with Deadpool three. I think I think we're getting close to a live action Miles Morales. So let me tell you uh, although something. I do like the I do like the uh, the animated stuff though. Oh yeah, I um I've been on like a movie watching spree lately. I went mm-hmm. through like a movie a movie uh I went on a, like a TV series spree where I watched a bunch of shows back to back to back to back to back, and now Good I'm like binge. now I'm in the mood to like go to the theater and watch these movies. So recently I saw. Evil Dead Rise, uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Guardians, and there was something else that I just went to go see. Good picks. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is, it didn't advance any of the crazy storylines, all the shit that we got going on in the MCU right now. They didn't answer any of it. They didn't explain anything. Yeah. They didn't say what's coming in the future. They didn't talk about what happened in the past. They didn't. It's like all the shit's going on and they didn't harp on any of it. Uh, but that fucking movie. Have you seen Guardians? Uh, yes, movie? yes. Man, for me, listen, that is, it, that movie's in my top five yeah. in Marvel movies. And, mm-hmm. and I don't even think it's four or five, <laughs> okay? <laughs> that movie was, if a movie could, the thing is with that movie, it's like it, it made me laugh. It made me. I'm not gonna say it made me cry, but oh, I, it, made I me laugh. It, it made me feel sorrow. It made me feel happy. It it like I was excited. I was sad. It, it like all these different emotions off a fucking movie about a goddamn raccoon and a living <laughs> tree, and and it's like that's incredible, man. Like that's yeah. really a credit to James Gunn to to just take these characters and continue to show them like a love and a reverence and, and for three films. Not only yeah. the three films, because they've been in other stuff too, but mm-hmm. just the fact that he wrapped up all these storylines as as far as things that have happened with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I got to give him credit, man. And it makes me very excited to see what he's going to do with DC. Oh, yes. yes. DC. I'm super excited. I wish he would stop fighting with trolls on Twitter. <laughs> uh, um, don't worry about them because they're never going to go away. Him and Jody Khan. <laughs> focus on your shows. Yeah, and Matt Cardona apparently is fighting with everybody on fucking Twitter. Yeah, but um, Matt Cardona. Okay, Matt Cardona, I give exception to because that's his character. He's yeah. playing. He's the king of the Indies, you know. And, and he's he, I, fighting I, everybody. And he I, that's almost an MJF thing where I don't think he's he uh, he may not be as into it as he pretends to be, or maybe he is, I don't know. But like, right. I think that you know, he, that's, that's a guy, that's a, that's a whole other topic is like the, the wrestlers that have left either ma- like major promotions, whether WWE or AEW, but have had arguably better success 
as an independent. Joey Janela, Matt Cardona, and a few others that you could put there. Like Matt Cardona has established himself as are unarguably the king of the Indies. Yeah, yeah. When he, when he, when, when he came out, I think he was, I think it was Nick, uh, Nick Gage uh, at GCW. When he came, when it was supposed to, they thought it was Moxley. He even did the, oh, the yeah, shoulder did thing little, and he took the hood thing. off and it's Matt Cardona. Everybody, well, he got oh, yeah. so much heat and the way he turned the GCW uh, championship into this God awful, yeah. like monstrosity. It was, I mean, that's, see, that's true. He, I love heels like that. I think one of the greatest, and, and this is no hyperbole, I think one of the greatest wrestling calls of all time is whoever that was that was calling that GCW thing, when he did the call to announce Matt Cardona as the new GCW world champion, when they were throwing all the shit in the ring and yeah. fucking the crowd was going up, I think that call is one of the greatest fucking calls ever because it was so, like... <laughs> The dude was so disgusted with the fact that he was actually saying what he was saying. Yeah. And the call so great because he's like, you're a winner and new GCW world champion, Matt Cardona. <laughs> While everyone's throwing shit and booing and he's standing there doing the, the, the <laughs> Bro, that was one of the greatest calls ever. Oh, ever, I love ever, that. Ever. I love that crap, man. Like, it's just, it's. That's, mm, you know, put, give me that. Yeah. That's like mm, delicious steak to me when you, when a heel knows their role, when somebody knows, they know their role and they're just getting that heat and it's not, not cheap heat, but like, you know, cause this is, that's the equivalent of like, you know, like, like you want to, okay. Uh, you know, rap artist of the year goes to Barry Manilow, you know, right. or something like that. Yeah, you're yeah. just like, what the, the lead. And of course he's eating it up and, I think that was good. I think Joey Janela gets a lot of un, unappreciated heat. I think sometimes people misunderstand. A lot of times he's playing like his Florida man character is hilarious. Yeah. When he um, when he showed up at the uh, school board meeting about masks and he dressed up as Florida man and he's all like, "These masks, I'm just frustrated." And he showed he, late, lately. He have you seen when he showed up at uh, Hulk Hogan's uh, barbecue? karaoke and karaoke nah. he shows he shows up he goes to dressed up as the florida man and you i guess you sign up to do karaoke and he did uh uh proud to be an american i was hoping he was going to do real american but he did this proud to be american he was let's go he did this whole let's go brandon maga all oh this kind God. of stuff and it was just and the look like brian knobs is like sitting next to hogan and the look on brian knobs's face is like a meme in itself he's just kind of like like this, like what the hell is wrong with this guy? But it, it's Joey Janela deserves more credit than he gets. I think a lot of folks dismiss him as wrestling trash. Uh, he's another one that I, I have to wait and see if he does uh, make sure he doesn't die before I watch his match. Yeah, I just saw him in because uh, I watched uh, a GCW show, um, the one where Masha Slamovich beat uh, uh, Nick Gage mm. for the title. Um, I mm. watched that show, and on that show. Joey had a hardcore match with somebody. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. And I'm watching this thing and I'm like, you know, Joey, like you, like, I think he just likes doing that shit. Cause I'm like, dude, you don't really need to be doing some of this shit. Like you don't really need to be beating you yourself set up your like foot this, on man. fire. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, Cause he's so creative and like, 
Yeah. I know he's probably got some bitterness because it didn't really work out in AEW or whatever, but you like, know, I don't think, I don't think you I, need to be killing yourself like this. I don't think he's as bitter though. Like I think, in fact, I think he is bitter because he really tried hard to get hit that hit him in uh in uh Sunny Kiss over. Like, yeah. like really, he was like when you talk to find out when when Sunny Kiss shoots on that whole thing. Sunny Kiss talks about how it was you know Joey was really pushing for that, and since the the t- they weren't going anywhere with the tag team, he did the whole heel angle. Right. And it, it all played out on dark. And really, their last match where Sonny Kiss was like the concrete rose and kind of went yeah. a little hardcore on Joey was a tremendous, it's one of the best dark matches. It's just, it, I just think that whether something about Tony or something just wasn't, Tony didn't see what Joey saw, but a lot of us saw it. I think if you look yeah. at Twitter, a lot of us were behind that. And, but Joey, Joey's one of those guys that I think, He's he has a mind for the business, but sometimes, and and this is when you have a bunch. You can't have too many creative cooks in the kitchen. And I think sometimes with Tony, Tony has to take that lead. I think he's very open to people's ideas, but he if he doesn't do your idea, it's you got to just kind of roll with it. And I think that's probably why you know that might even be why Cody left. Really, is that he you know to Cody had an idea for his path and and and. We can talk about his path, and, and if that was a success, like there's another person that left AEW. I think it was an upgrade for him, but I, I think that uh, it kind of kind of goes back to what, what you asked me earlier about Tony Khan. I think Tony Khan has a has a problem with confrontation. I think he he doesn't want to like hurt people's feelings. He's open, but he doesn't he doesn't know when to put the foot down, and he doesn't know when to really just say hey. And I think sometimes he, like, I think he got caught up with the CM Punk novelty and all, and all how cool that was. And he, he kind of, he didn't, he didn't become the authority figure he needed to be. It's almost like his weakness is Vince's strength, but everything that Vince isn't is what, is what makes Tony so great. And that's what, and what makes AEW appealing. And, but I think also that comes down. But what I do like is he's slowly made the moves to improve that, you know, making to, making Tony Schiavone much more involved in a lot of that, in a lot of the social interactions. I mean, it's now it seems like Tony's the one that goes to talent and says, hey, knock this off or, hey, this is what's yeah. going on. So I think that makes it up. But I think what happens is to, Tony needs to provide where WWE is so – trapped and tight and restrictive to the point where they give you a script of what you have to say, which is so funny when, when Matt Riddle forgot his lines, but AW is the opposite. You've got to have some structure and you, you can't just be whatever goes. You've got to have some structure. And I think that's where I think Tony's try, Tony Khan's trying to find where that line is, but it's, it's, it's not always working. Yeah. He, that makes sense. It's like you you want him like this is why some people love Vince McMahon because Vince McMahon is like no or he goes yeah. yeah go ahead and try it and try to get it over and make me money cool if that shit doesn't work no we're never doing that again and that's it it's like he's he is the boss there's no he's not out there hugging people he's not out there and again hugging people is fine yeah but he's not out there doing that shit He's, I am the fucking boss and you're going to do what I say. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. He's running a business. Yes. It is what it is. You know what I mean? You may not like him personally, but it is what it is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where sometimes I feel like Tony, um, like, like for instance, a couple months ago, they were saying about, we'll talk about this collision show as it's coming up. Um, cause we'll just jump right into the news, but, um, there were rumors that they were, Tony had already had this show. He spoke to WB executives and has this show coming. They've agreed on it verbally, but it hasn't been announced. And it was supposed to be like the, you know, they were going to uh, have separate brands or whatever. CM Punk yeah. was going to be over here and whatever. And it's like, but he hadn't talked to us. There was a report that like he hadn't talked to the talent about CM Punk coming back. And I'm like, how the fuck, yeah. how the fuck are you going to get all this shit done? But you haven't talked to your talent yet about like what's going on. And that's where like, I feel like sometimes the disconnect is there with Tony. But oh, um, I agree. Yeah. just to wrap everything up here, we'll skip a couple of these little bullshit questions, but. Uh, what are you watching right now? AEW. I mean, as far as wrestling, AEW is my number one. Um, Mission Pro Wrestling, I highly recommend. It's uh, independent. It's Thunder Rosa's independent uh, wrestling promotion. Um, Brian uh, Cervantes runs that one. And it's a great place to find young and up-and-coming uh, female, mostly female talent. But there's also J.P. Harlow, which is he's like he's like their MJF. And he also, he, in fact, he was on this this past week. Uh, AW shows as one of the security guys. Oh, uh, nice. He's one of those guys. But um, I'm also I, I try to I try to watch what I can of New Japan and uh, GCW and what I, what like cha- like uh, champ uh, is it uh, Championship Wrestling the um, Capital Championship Wrestling CCW. I try to catch what I can, but it's like there's so much wrestling. AW is the only thing I watch religiously. Like I'll make yeah. I won't miss. Whereas I try to pay attention, and I I do pay attention to what's going on with WWE. I I stopped watching WWE years ago. AW brought me back, but um, I, I am paying attention to the talent there. Like, again, I, I've got my issues with WWE, but I, I love the talent. The ta- there's a lot of my favorite wrestlers are there, and I want to see what they're doing. Um, as far as non wrestling, um. I just, we just finished, um, we've been watching a lot of cool stuff. Poker Face, which is on, which is, uh, Natasha Leone. She plays kind of like a, like a Columbo kind of solving mysteries. Really cool series. Um, Succession, uh, this finale's coming Sunday. We're going to have to watch it Monday because we're going to be watching that show. Everybody's watching that. Yeah. But, you know, I'm like you though. Um, we didn't get into Breaking Bad until like three, three seasons in. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. everybody was talking about Breaking Bad, and we're like, okay, whatever. And then when yeah. we finally watched it, we loved it. But then there's been stuff we've we everybody's talking about. We try to watch, and we're like, no, I don't get this. Yeah. Isn't for me. Yeah, yeah. Like right now, um, I, I have that I have that issue, and people get mad at me a lot because they'll recommend shit, and I'm like, I don't. Yeah, don't recommend anything to me because I'm not gonna watch it. It's just I'm not. I'm annoying that way. I'm just not <laughs> going to watch what you recommend. I'm not. Does it make watch. you not want to watch it more when someone recommends it? Kind of, kind of a little bit, but it's yeah. not even really about that. It's just like, I, I, the thing is when I want to watch something, I get that, like I get that mood. Yeah. And then I watch all of it. So yeah. like I just watched, I just got, so I watched in the past like month or so or two months, I watched the entire Godfather of Harlem series. Nice. Um, I watched the season of From, which is mm, a show on MCM. What'd you think? That shit, it, I don't know why more people are not talking about that fucking show. I've heard that's um, great. That show is nuts. Yeah. Um, 
Godfather Harlem, that uh, I fell down the Yellowstone universe. So I watched Gypsy, uh, not Gypsy King, um, Tulsa King with Stallone. Then I watched 1883, which is a prequel series to Yellowstone. They also have another prequel series called 1923, which I'm going to watch after I'm done with Yellowstone, because right now I'm on season five of Yellowstone, like somewhere in the middle, like episode four or five. Yeah. Um, It's like I'm trying to watch less wrestling and I end up watching more. (laughs) So the reason I brought up why what you're watching is because I watched a horrendous, horrendous battle royal on I think it was Sunday. Mm. Um, I was on YouTube and I was just scrolling, looking for something. I forgot what it was that I was looking for. And I saw MLW Battle Riot 5. Ooh. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it was yeah. like 59 minutes. And I was like, you know what? I've I've heard of MLW. I know I know about um Hammerstone and, and yeah. um Jason Patu. So I was like, you know what? Let me I got an hour. Let me fucking put this on while I'm doing my shit. Dude. This was horrendous. 90% of this match was horrible. Okay. How do you mess up a battle royal? Oh. It was atrocious. And it's funny because, like, I wrote a whole breakdown of the match. I'm not going to go through that because we ain't got time for all that. But some highlights, quote unquote, of this match. So it starts off with this guy, Alex Kane, who, spoiler alert for anyone who may go back and watch that, he wins the battle royal. Um, he's really good. You know, his gimmick is he's like, he's got a thousand suplexes um, and he's a submission specialist. He's got a cool look. He's got like this curly mohawk. Um, He's like a big dude, but he's not fat, but he's not like totally ripped. He's like got a a good like shape. He can move around. Great. Very entertaining. The match starts off with him and Willie Mack. Now, you got Willie Mack in the ring. You got got yourself a, a, a good match happening. Now, the... This battle royal, the rules are every 60 seconds, another combatant joins the battle royal, right? Okay. So that doesn't give the guys a lot of time in the ring to kind of get some shit in. It gives you literally yeah. one minute to get some shit in before another guy comes in. So Willie Mac and Alex Kane start this. Dude. I'm like, okay, I'm digging this. They didn't do much, but what they did look good. Um, the third one, the third contestant to come in is Jesus Rodriguez, which is Ricardo Rodriguez from WWE, the guy who used to announce Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. The ring. Yeah, I know the guy. Yeah. And he comes out and announces himself <laughs> into the ring. All right. Gets in the ring and wrestles in a full fucking three-piece tuxedo. Doesn't take his vest off. <laughs> doesn't take off his jacket. He's in there wrestling in a fucking three-piece suit. But whatever. One of the, One of the they have a character in MLW who's called Microman. Okay. Okay. I don't know shit about this promotion. So if you guys listening like this, I apologize for saying that it was shit. 60 seconds click down, right? Yeah. And then uh, uh, a eight bit image of a very small luchador pops up on the screen and the crowd, the pop that (laughs) this fucking guy got was, incomprehensible (laughs) and it says microman and i'm like who the fuck is this it's literally a little person but like Mm -hmm. the littlest little person you've ever seen in your life like tiny he's like three feet tall he is small as shit 
And he comes into the ring, gets in the ring, and just stands there. And he's just standing there. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? What's going on? And mind you, at this point, there's like 80% of the other wrestlers in the ring are like huge, big, fat guys. Yeah. Like, big, <laughs> fat guys, like sucking wind. Yeah. And then you have this micro man in here. He gets on all fours and he crawls over to, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, who's like sitting down in, in the corner and he had buds him in the balls. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And you could tell like all the rest of us like love Microman because they're all yeah. grabbing him and they're like, yeah, dude, they ain't fucking like, <laughs> they're all, like loving him and shit. But there was a point in this match where I'm going to skip all this other bullshit, but there was a, a point where so, um, there's a bunch of guys in the ring fucking fighting, and the 60 seconds countdown, the next person's coming out, and they start putting all these weird symbols and shit on the screen. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, there's like nine fucking guys walking to the ring. And these guys are wearing gas masks. They look weird. One guy has a gas mask with feathers, and another guy's got like the, the, um, what do you call that? Doctor. That you know uh what um what's his face used to wear? The guy who's canceled now. Um what is his name? Uh he was in um Ring of Honor, the the God damn it. Oh, you're it? trying um Marty Scroll. Marty Scroll. There you go. Some dude's wearing one of those. And all these dudes come to the ring and he's like, What? The announcers are like, What the hell are they doing out here? Uh, they're not there. They all have numbers, but they all decided, nah, fuck the numbers. We're all coming out now. And they storm the ring and they start beating the shit out of people. And I noticed there's a dude standing in the corner. It's fucking Raven. Oh, no way. Raven was he, is standing was he in the there. Raven like crowd. He was wearing a dirty shirt with his dirty shorts. And so that was his thing tied. So apparently this is his new group. It's called the calling. Okay. And it's Akira Delirious, who I'm familiar with, actually. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Corn Wallace and a bunch of other dudes with masks. And it was so bizarre because they're <laughs> in the ring. They're beating the shit out of everyone badly. They're not doing yeah. anything that looks good. Like nothing. No one's doing anything that looks good. And Raven is literally just standing there in the corner. And their music is playing the whole time. Like the music didn't stop. It's just their music <laughs> playing. And all this shit's oh, wow. happening. Raven sits in the corner. He can barely sit in the corner. They can barely get himself up. He they, they beat up somebody. He steps on his chest to do the pinfall. And I'm like, this is fucking, like, I don't understand. Yeah. It was really bad. And my thing was like, Raven obviously is amazing at talking. Why could he not just cut a promo? <laughs> Why right. did he not just cut a promo on this? But I apologize to anyone fan of uh, MLW, but I'm sorry. And I will say this, just to finish that off. Mm-hmm. The last 10, let's say 5 or 10 minutes of that match was good. Because it was um, the guy who won, who I told you, which was uh, Alex. Alex, uh, What the fuck is his name? I already forgot it. That's why I write things down. Alex Kane, John Hennigan, obviously Johnny Nitro, Johnny yeah. Drip Drip. Um, Davy Boy Smith's son and uh, Shigeru Irie, I think his name is. Okay, they were the last four. The end of it was good. That was good, mm-hmm. but my God, 
Duke the Dumpster Drossy showed up. (laughs) And some guy was trying to pull his prosthetic leg off. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck. Snitsky showed up. Really? He was in the match for like 15 seconds. (laughs) Taya Valkyrie, for some fucking reason, decided to join in this battle royal. It It was just... It sounds like pure chaos. I mean, it, it almost seems like uh, one of those train wreck battle royals that yeah. is almost as awesome as it is bad, like a B, like a B movie. Do, do you remember like the GCW? It was a GCW that had the too many people battle royal or something like that. Everybody came out like every every. It was like sixty people wrestling the, in that whole thing. I don't know. Um, that's a stupid shit. MLW is probably trying to do whatever they can to get eyeballs. You know, yeah. because they're let's they they're they're not you know be, they're not really even on impacts level yeah as far as getting getting attention nothing against any of them right but you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to get and they gotta it's like you know it's it's interesting too because every promotion's trying to find their identity GCW is known as essentially like the heart it's almost like the ECW of the Indies is you know GCW and you've got yeah. Impact that's kind of you know. Impact is impact. Yeah, I, I got nothing against Impact. I, I some of my favorite people are on that. Their live show is really fun. Yeah, like, they I have a really fun live it's show. It's very fan friendly. It's very cool. There's a lot more storyline going on. Um, in some cases, it's almost like skit comedy. You know, some of the some of the storylines and, and their meet and greets are awesome. Like yeah. their meet and greets are fucking awesome. Everyone, like the last one I went to, um, mm-hmm. Mickey James was there. It was Mickey James and um, uh, Joe Hendry, and uh, what's his name? The Sam Adonis. Sam, not Sam I, Adonis. Um, someone else. I forget his name. Was but. it Dirty Dango? No, it was um, uh, not um, no, Sammy Callahan. Sorry, Sammy That's Callahan. Yeah. That's why I was thinking Sam. Um, unfortunately, I only had enough money to get to see Mickey James. But what was cool was that um, she was taking a while. And her people came down and we were all waiting in line for her. I kind of felt bad for Joe Hendry because they were sitting there and like he only had a couple people go because we were literally all waiting for Mickey. Oh, you did me. I believe people, in Joe Henry. Yeah. And their people came down <laughs> and were like, look, Mickey's coming. She's apologized for being late, but she says, don't be in any hurry. She will sit and talk to every single one of you for however long you need to talk to her and say whatever you want to say. And Take your pictures and all that, so no worries. And she, dude, she came down and she yeah. was amazing. She was fucking amazing. So their meet and greets are always really good. She, um, she's probably one of the best female wrestlers of all time. She like oh, yeah, as yeah, far as course. overall impact to the the, the overall impact to the industry. You know, I would put yeah, her man. up there with with the legends there. And you know, just really quickly about Joe Hendry, I, I, he's mm. one I would love to see in AEW just because of his. Promos and his yeah. when when he did the Matt Cardona's Edges yeah. bitch that <laughs> if yeah. you go I I actually have on my on my uh, YouTube page I have a playlist just called I believe in Joe Hendry and it's all of his classic intros all the way back when he was just in Scotland and he's he has like he does um like he did the one he, he did when he was wrestling um Al, I think Alexander Wolf. He's got one called "I'm an Axe Man," and it's <laughs> instead of Ash Man, and just it, all, all, and the best one though, the best one is he he wrestled Scotty Tuhati, and he did uh, to the to the uh, to um, 
to the what's it, the Living on a Prayer uh, by Bon Jovi. He did. Uh, he goes. He's got to hold on to his past because he wasn't quite as over as Rikishi's ass. And wow. it's, it, it, it's 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 yeah, tremendous. He's super but, creative, man. Yeah, I think he would be great. He would be a great addition to AW down the line. But I don't know. We'll we'll definitely see. But I I Impact is rest is what I would be into if AW didn't exist. Yeah, yeah, because I, and it's more of a it's more of a time and investment thing at this point because I I really like what they're doing. I just I have to I have to catch bits here and there, and I just can't commit to it like I right. like I have with AEW. Yeah, it's hard. But the, the thing about Impact is that they used to have a lot of issues um, with their TV. Like it was almost yeah. impossible to find those fuckers. They were just <laughs> they were on. Uh, Spike TV, Sky, Sky Canada, and yeah. It just, it was hard to find them. Um, but now they have their own YouTube channel where you literally you pay a dollar a month, and you have access to all the weekly shows. So you go watch whenever you want. You go watch every episode of their shows. Yeah, and uh, their pay per views are thirty days after um, after they air. They're, they're on there, so you can watch the pay per views. Yeah, I might. This is not an ad, but it's just very cool. <laughs> Unofficial sponsor, Impact Wrestling. Yeah. Hell yeah. But um, as far as MLW, again, I'm going to give them another chance. I'm going to mm-hmm. see if maybe one – I think one of their pay-per-views is on YouTube now because they're trying to get a presence on YouTube. I'm going to give them a chance. I'm not going to judge them based on this Battle Royal, but that fucking – that shit was <laughs> – what bothered me about it so much was that a lot of the guys in there were very not good at wrestling. Yeah. Like, I mean- at, at one point, literally – when um, there's a point where uh, who was it when he came in? Um, little Guido from the FBI. He's also there. Yeah. So he comes in and literally he gets in the ring and all the big fat guys are just there. <laughs> They're just watching him. They're literally just standing there and watching him. Nobody oh, that's, moves. That's and I'm terrible. like, what the fuck? What am I watching, dude? Um, but again, I ain't one to judge anybody about, you know, I ain't one to judge fat people. I am a fat person. I yeah, identify but if you're as blown up, you're blown up. Yeah. You, you gotta so. know, you gotta pace yourself. Like that's, yeah. Was it uh, CM Punk gave Cody Rhodes one of the best advice, uh, for battle for the Royal Rumble when, uh, they, they were talking backstage and he pulls Cody aside and says, Hey, I'm coming out just before you. Do you want to do some business? And Cody's like, like Cody's like had no clue what he was going to do. And you got to hear Cody tell the, the story because it's, it, he tells it better, but CM Punk says, Hey, let's do some business. Cause that first 30 seconds, when you come out, no matter who you are, whether you're the top, top guy, or you're the lowest guy, that first 30 seconds, when you come out, all eyes are on you. You got to do something. If you just come out and go, no one, then it's your, it's a waste. So, Cody and, and uh, CM Punk decide that they're going to lock up and do this. And I, I know, I see it too. I see it. What the fuck is happening? You wearing the black suit? Venom. You got Venom powers as Spider Man? Oh, that's sick. holy fucking shit! That's sick. Oh, dude, I cannot wait to watch this. This is insanity for all of you listening on the audio podcast. Oh, do you think Spider-Man they got the Tom Hardy voice? The black symbiote suit and is fighting. In Queens, oh, he's in Queens. It looks like he's at his house, and he's got dude. fucking venom powers. This is dude. Okay, fucking insomniac games, greatest of all time. So, 
What was I talking about? I don't know. Anyways, um, it doesn't all it was matter. is he, it's the story you can find on YouTube. He, 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 he goes in there. He does his thing with CM Punk in only the last eight seconds. He's got 20 seconds more of time. He ends up going up to the Undertaker, and the Undertaker lets him drop kick him. And it was it's oh, this really yeah, cool yeah, story yeah. And, and how the whole thing goes goes around. But um, one thing I wanted before we get going, because you, you talked about um, Mr. Micro or Microman. Microman, yeah. One of my new favorite wrestling promotions. This is an official endorsement. Because if don't do not think this this promotion's a joke because these people can go. Micro Wrestling Federation. Hmm. The Micro Psycho is their current champion. This dude is crazier than Nick Gage, but he's as athletic as it, as a Swerve Strickland or a Sammy Guevara. Wow. This dude can do. Now, granted, their ring is smaller. It's it's their size, but the stuff that they can do. There's a they have a luchador. They've got they got an Ozzy Osbourne impersonator. They've got Micro Jackson. Micro Jackson. Oh, wow. <laughs> he does the whole thing. Uh, their their um, their biggest uh, mouth guy. They're like not really their MJF, but I guess he's kind of like their big promo guy. Is this guy named Ivar, and he's great on the mic. He's got great promos. The women's division's incredible. They got uh, little Chola. And there's um, uh, Pinky Pinky Shortcake is one. I think she's my favorite. They can go. I mean, they're little people, but they wrestle just like in, in the, the big anybody that you could pick. And it's it's definitely worth checking out because they're they're tremendous. And the Micro Psycho they recently issued a challenge. Like Micro Psycho and Pinky Shortcake are, are a couple, and they issued a, a challenge to Matt Cardona and Steph Delander. Oh, yeah. And because he's talking about there's no because Matt Cardona is saying there's no promotion out there that he hasn't been the king of. And so they issue the challenge that well, they want to do a mixed tag where Matt Cardona hasn't said anything. But let's get that hype that up. Go check out wow. Micro Wrestling Federation. Look for the Micro Psycho, Pinky Shortcake, Ivar. And you got to see that 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 Aussie dude because that's it's it's crazy. It's it's yeah. so much fun. It's silly. I'm gonna have to look that up. Like, I'm gonna have to look that up because, like I said, I'm trying. I was trying to watch less wrestling, and it seems like when I try to actively <laughs> watch less wrestling, more wrestling pops up. Because yep. now I'm like, now I'm hooked on Ring of Honor. I got a Ring of Honor is my. Oh, so Ring of Honor has become my Saturday morning serial show. I watch it Saturday morning because usually on Thursday I'm busy doing other stuff. Um, I got so, yeah. one question about Ring of Honor. Yeah. Who do you think is the the star of Ring of Honor? And I bet it's the same person oh. I'm thinking of. Oh, it's Athena by far. Boom. Athena is yes. The, uh, love Samoa Joe. Love Claudio. Love Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is my guy. Yes. Uh, shout out to Eddie Kingston. He just had back surgery. Uh, speedy recovery and all mm-hmm. that. Um, you got uh, the Kingdom is there doing yes. their thing, and and who else is is, is uh. Action Andretti's, you know, doing a lot yeah. on Ring of Honor, but by far, and I, and I would put Willow up there too, because Willow's mm-hmm. on there almost every week. But by far, Athena is—I'm so happy for her, bro. Uh, I'm like over the moon happy for her because when she came to AEW, I was super excited, mm-hmm. and she was doing her thing. And then they put her against Jade, and yeah. you just Athena's not, you know, the tallest person, so you put her in there with this giant. 
optics are a thing. Yeah. And it's gonna look away and then she lost. And I feel like she should have beat her with that. Um she should have beat her with I hate calling it the O face. It's just a stupid name yeah. for her move, yeah. but she should have been able to hit that move on Jade and she should have beat Jade for the title back then. Because that would have made total sense. She used but, to call it like the angelic requiem or something, something yeah, more uh, like and in WWE they call she called it the eclipse and WWE yeah, the, she was like half vampire, half yeah, werewolf or Ember something. Moon, you know. Yeah. Um but thank God for Ring of Honor, because now she is just dominating. Dominating, dominating, dominating. She's got this gimmick where she calls these uh female wrestlers porcelain hussies and she's <laughs> stomping going on out dolls every and week. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool on dark when she was wrestling um women and just beating the shit out of them yeah. after the match. Let's, I was like, loving that. One of my favorite indie wrestlers, uh, Jody Threat from Canada. Um okay. the wild child. And she, that she was the and what a lot of people didn't know was that dark match was when she first started to pivot as a heel because they were it was such a brutal match. What people don't realize though, holy sh- is that Craven? Is Craven the villain? In, I'm, uh, I'm attempting not to look. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, um, I'll shut up about it. But I just saw Spidey. Okay. Anyways. Um, wow. This is a long trailer or whatever they're showing. Is yeah, but it, it was, it's pretty sick. But, um, like, that was when she turned because they, there's so much, like, heat on her about how she was being too stiff with Jody Threat. But they don't – you don't understand. Number one, Jody Threat is like uh, – she, she's like a Masha Slamovich. I mean, she yeah. that's her that's her element. In fact, she's – she. It's not stiff. She's just that they're brutal. And, but I love how she took and ran with it and went heel and started doing this whole, like, I'm, I'm brutal. And I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, I can't control myself. My, my lust for the ROH championship is too much. And, and how she holds it. Like, like, yeah, she's just, she, she's she's the best. Yeah. She's so fucking good. I love Athena. Um, I'm so happy. Big time. Um, so there wasn't a lot in news this week. There was just kind of little things that I just kind of wanted to touch on before we talked about these pay-per-views for the weekend. But, um, one of the news stories that was coming out was Nick Khan, who is the, one of the CFOs of, uh, WWE says he's, says WWE is considering making Monday night Raw's third hour more adult oriented, whatever the fuck that means. And they're also considering adding a third hour to SmackDown. Mm. Another thing they're considering is moving Raw off Monday nights. So, <laughs> to Wednesday yeah. nights, per chance? What day would that be, Nick Khan? Because that's a problem. Listen, you can have your say about this. I know you're not the biggest on WWE, but Monday watching Monday Night Raw every week is painful. It's, it's literally yeah. painful. I don't even know why I do it anymore. Because we used to like review Raw. And I used to do that shit yeah. when I, back in the day, I had my own podcast and I was doing that. And I just, I can't, dude, I can't finish a show. I can't. Three hours is too much. It's too fucking much. It's too much. Like a nice, clean two hours, get me in and out. Yeah. Dynamite. Dynamite. The thing is with Dynamite every week, it leaves me like, I almost go like, damn! I wish it was three hours, but <laughs> it's it's good that it's not because yeah. it just leaves you wanting to see what's going to happen next week. And then you know you got Rampage, but usually they don't continue what's going on on Dynamite. Collision, of course. And now we're going to have Collision, so it's mm-hmm. like 
The three hour thing, I hate it. If they're gonna make it more adult oriented, I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah, that's all up to their interpretation of what they feel that content is gonna be. Um, I don't mind them getting more like, you know, remember back in the day when Raw used to switch to that third hour and they used to turn into war, like it was Raw is war. Raw is war, yeah. Now it was more like hardcore matches and all Mm -hmm. this other shit. Like I don't mind if they do something like that. Um, A third hour for SmackDown, no, no, thank you. No, fucking thank you. I'm not staying up. It's 11 o'clock on Friday to, to be watching wrestling and to no, 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 thank you. Keep it at two hours. It's fine. Yeah. I, um, I just, I can't do it. I, I can't. Um, And as far as the Monday night thing, listen, don't, don't be dicks. Okay. Don't go competing. I know everyone wants them to compete head to head. Dude, you don't need to go on the same night as, as dynamite and I'm, i don't yeah. even know if this is real or if they were even considering going wednesdays but like you where else are they gonna go they have a show on tuesday all right so they're not gonna go tuesday what's the next logical they're wednesday mm-hmm. so I, I just no no on everything in there <laughs> that's what i say i i i hope that's that's not going to be something that they actually decide to do because that would that would not be good for wrestling overall you know, one of the, you know, co- competition breeds success on all parties, you know, but, and I do think that there have been aspects of WWE that have improved simply because AEW exists. I think there's a lot of things that they've chosen to do just to improve their product, just because now there really is a legit, as much as they want a redheaded stepchild treatment on AEW, AEW it presents a threat to them. Not, not, it shouldn't be a threat though. Because it's kind of like, you know, you know, if you're watching two different programs on two different nights, you can enjoy both. I think that would be a fatal mistake if to move to the same night as Dynamite. Because it, I, I think that would be not good for wrestling at all. And I don't know. But, but see, you could, but like you said, even if Raw was two hours, it would still be hard to watch because of the content. I think if they were, if they were a little bit, if they stepped it up a little bit on their content, I think Raw would be would be okay. And again, I'm not trying to slam Raw, but I think that some of the some of the some of the stuff that they really need to pay attention to, I think they kind of let slide. But like you said, you leave the end of Dynamite wanting more. You almost feel like when Raw is over, you're like, all right, you know, like that. And and I don't know what they plan on doing for that third hour. I mean, obviously the Fight Club idea didn't work out i don't know if they're going to try to make the third hour like a like an attitude era like brawn panty matches again or whatever i don't know i i just the only good thing the only good thing that came out of that goddamn fight pit thing was (laughs) when they had marina shafir show up yeah and she beat the shit out of the iconics that was tremendous yes now other than that it was a fail yeah i i don't i don't know i I don't know what they were thinking i think i mean it's nice to try stuff but I don't know. I think sometimes they just throw stuff on the wall to see if it sticks. And that was so weird. It yeah. really was. That was the absolute know. weirdest shit ever. So, Tony Khan. Now, I'm going to read this the way I wrote it because I wrote this days ago, but there has been news since I wrote this. So, I'm just going to read it how it is, and then okay. we'll, uh, we'll talk about the latest part of it. So, Tony Khan is announcing the first location for Collision tonight All on right. AEW Dynamite. Where do you think it is and why is it Chicago? 
<laughs> and are we getting CM Punk on the first episode of Collision? Well, I think part of the mystery, I this is just kind of, you know, going back to what we talked about with Tony Khan. I think a lot of this is there's stuff that isn't tied tied down yet. I I the whole ace I think the whole ace steel thing is still kind of up in the air. I, and it's one of those things where I think Tony kind of made the call without really talking to everybody and now it's kind of like it's kind you know it's the equivalent of you bought something without telling your girl and you but you figure she's going to be okay with it and then it's already being shipped to the yeah. house and then you go hey babe by the way I got this and she's like you got what and then but you, you now you have to close her on it but it's still you know I think that that's kind of uh, what's going on here because apparently, see, I think I think one of the worst things in WWE is the brand split. I understand why they did it. I get why they want because it help it does help showcase more wrestlers. But there, I think you can do that. Like AEW's kind of shown how you can do that by by not splitting the brand. Yeah, having a good a deep roster. You know, when Dante Martin does break his ankle, you can okay now let's 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 put Action Andretti with them, or let's put AR Fox with them, or let's put so and so with them. You can slide those people around. So I think if they try to do a brand split with Collision, that's a mistake. I think this is Tony Khan. The problem I have with it is if Collision truly is the Tony Khan solution for squashing beef between wrestlers, because. It sounds like all the wrestlers that are going to be on collision are the wrestlers that don't get along with wrestlers, other wrestlers in AEW. You know, regardless of whose side you're on, or if you like both of them, Thunder Rosa, Miro, um, Eddie Kingston, Andrade. I mean, Eddie Kingston is more Ring of Honor, but it's that's the wrong way to go for Tony. Tony needs right. it's, it's. I'd rather Tony squash the issues, and again, I think he's a little too afraid to tell. Like even CM Punk, that hey, this is not cool. You know, you've got to get to learn to be professional enough to work with Kenny and the Bucks, right. and then tell the Bucks, listen, I know you guys are EVPs, whatever, but let's be honest. CM Punk brings money, brings eyeballs. It's going to help grow this business. He's not here for long. He's an old man. Let's be professional and work together. He needs to squash that stuff and. Yeah. If he can't do it, he needs to find somebody that does. But splitting the brand, I think, is going to hurt AEW more than help it. I don't know. Maybe you disagree. I Well, and I understand, like, again, I understand why brand splits are a thing because of the mentality. But it's because the, the thought is, oh, well, let, it's going to give more eyeballs and more people. But, you know, the Dark was doing that. Dark Elevation was helping with that. And... You, you could rotate, you know, like Hangman could take paternity leave because yeah. there's other people that could slide in. Yeah. People, you know, people could go, you know, Justin Roberts could go be with his, his family when they needed him. Yep. You know, Dasha steps right up. You know, it's, it's that kind of thing. And I think the mistake is thinking that splitting the brand and see you're, you're also dividing a line and you're kind of make you're, you're, you're actually pouring more salt into the wound rather than healing anything and it's yeah. just not going to be any good yeah i'm 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 on that same i'm all your points are are succinct i i i've i think we've me and nick were 
we went on about this. We talk. It seems like we talk about CM Punk a lot on this show, yeah. and we kind of have gone back and forth on the idea of like, do you want him? Do you don't? I want him back. I'm. I'm fucking. That's it. I'm done. I, I'm on the CM Punk train. I fell down the CM Punk promo rabbit hole like a couple days ago, okay. and I was watching promos that I'd forgotten about in WWE. Um, and it's just like, man, you know what? This guy is. He has an allure when he grabs the mic. Like for me, I just yeah. I'm captivated when he's talking, and I'm interested, and I want to hear what he has to say. And I'm here for the chaos. I want to see what's going to happen because it's one of my favorite things about AEW is how unpredictable things have been. Because I've I've gotten to the yeah. point in WWE where like, even like I told you, my brother stopped watching for many years. He started rewatching, and it was funny because there were pay per views coming up, and he's like, "So what do you think is going to happen?" And I go, "They're going to have a match." Goldberg's uh, uh, Brock's gonna come out. He's gonna fuck them. It was one some match. I don't remember what it was. And I told him exactly what was gonna happen, and yep. it happened. Yeah. And he was like, "What the fuck? How do you?" And I go, "Because, dude, I've been watching this shit. It's WWE. They're very, for the most part, yeah. Formulate. It's very predictable. You know where they're going. Yeah. Like for the most part, I, I will say I've been surprised with some of the bloodline stuff and some of the stuff they've been doing." But it's like with AEW, it's just a whole different thing. I'm like, it's it's exciting to watch something and you just, you don't know what the fuck. You yes. don't know if the title is going to change hands now. Like, I don't know what they're going to fucking do. You know what I mean? So um, it's just, I'm just a big fan. Um, so, yeah, I just, it's it's the, the splitting of the show thing. What are you gonna have champions on each show? And then yeah. I don't understand what the fuck. No, bro, you can't do that. You're not. Don't start introducing all these other belts and just. I, no, I, I, I don't. If you want to spotlight some talent on certain shows, that's okay because yeah. you know you have enough talent where you can do that and and tell these stories. But like splitting the brand, I just. Then you what do you do at pay per views? Like, how are you going to determine who gets to challenge for what title on the show? Yeah. Like, it's no, dude. I, I don't want any part of that. Well, and, and see, by by this is like you look at WWE. They they do a draft and a brand split, but they still show up on each other's shows. It doesn't matter. It, it's like it was a waste Literally. of time. Exactly. I but see what I what I like about not having the brand split is you don't know who's going to show up on which show. You know, like you, you don't know if all of a sudden so and so, you know, and storylines can perpetuate. You know, the Blackpool Combat Club can kick Kenny's ass on dynamite and then a collision, you know, the elite come and kick Yuta's ass or something. You know, there's, there, yeah. you could do a lot of this stuff. You could have certain wrestlers or certain groups talk, like talk shit and say, we own, we are collision. Like the acclaim could be like all collision, you know, collision is us or something or, yeah. But, more of a gimmick rather than an actual thing. And that doesn't mean they won't show up on dynamite, but yeah. What are they going to do? Have two separate titles and it just gets, like, it gets, it gets too convoluted. I'm not interested in that at all, bro. At all. I'm not interested in that at all. I do like the idea though, that rampage is going to become the new dark and that it's, that it's going to be, because now it's going to shut up. Everybody says, well, it's on YouTube. Well, no, I'm not going to watch it, which I think that's a silly argument. That, that's a whole other argument in itself. But now Rampage being the the new dark, you have two two hour shows of that are that's actual wrestling. That's main main storyline wrestling that you can showcase a lot of people. Yeah, yeah looking forward to it. 
yeah, I enjoy that. I, I, I'm actually looking forward to how they do the new Rampage because I'll be honest, Rampage. Um, I used to watch it religiously as part of yeah. the AEW package, and just between them switching the days and the times yeah. randomly, like it's like, dude, I'm sorry, bro. I'm actively trying to watch your product, and I feel like you're you're purposely fucking me with like these constant. And I get it, you know, sports and. They have to get preempted. There's, they got to move stuff around for hockey and basketball. I, I get it, but like you're literally announcing it on dyna- in the middle of dynamite. Oh, state rampage now on three a.m. three a.m. on <laughs> yeah. Saturday morning. Like, hey, bro, what? Yeah, like noon yeah, on a just, Sunday. Yeah, it, it, at least at least it's not TBS time. You know, three o five on uh, yeah on a Sunday. Just, I almost feel felt like dark and dark elevation were easier to watch than wrestling or than rampage because you could you could watch it anytime you just go on YouTube and pull it up whenever yeah. you could and skip over any match that you didn't want to watch and yeah exactly I did enjoy that uh, one last thing here we got in the news it seems like the main event for WrestleMania is being touted as Cody versus Gunther um, I'm not sure exactly how you feel about that if Nick was here he'd be fucking jumping up and down. Uh, <laughs> we love Walter slash Gunter on this show. Yeah. He is the fucking man. Um, and for him, if he's in the main event, I'm fucking wa- I mean, I'm watching regardless. Let's keep it real. But to have Gunther in the main event against Cody, because they had a banger of a they had a match within the match at the Royal Rumble. Yes, they did. So uh, I would like to see more of that. All right. For sure. Um I'm more I'm more of a Walter fan than a Gunther fan, if you oh, if yeah. you understand what I mean. I'm and, trying to respect the fact that yeah. he's embraced Gunther. Yeah. Because before I before on this show, I was like, I'm not fucking calling him Gunther. That's Walter. But <laughs> yeah. you know. He all right, one of my favorite Walter moments is an is Walter versus Eddie Kingston in an independent match. And he chops Eddie in the chest and Eddie falls to his knees. It's one of those things where you know Eddie. Eddie's like in his face. He's like he's got this "fuck you." Yeah. I, like he's trying to stand up, but he's 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 almost like an actor that ha- is is has a mortal wound, but is still trying to defy death. But you yeah. see him just collapse as he's as he's going down. But Walter gives him a chop that's just you see Eddie's soul leave his body, and it's it that was like my I think one of the first times I saw Walter actually wrestle, and then of course you know his whole. When he, uh, oh, look who's there behind you. There he is, Microman in the house. <laughs> so, look, so look, he gets in the ring, right? Grows up into the ring. Come on, buddy. And now he's just standing there. He's just standing there hanging out while everybody's doing their shit. He's, well, he's still, just that's, that's on the other wrestlers. They all should have picked up on oh, this. Well, no, he's just chilling. Yep. So he, so. Oh, Lince see. Dorado, so this is where he crawls and he headbutts Ricardo <laughs> on the balls. So Lince Dorado, twi- that's the first time. he's He twice tried to do spots with this guy, and he couldn't get it done. So he oh. tried to do a spot there where he was going to, like, pick him up, and I guess they were going to do a Rana, and he decided to do the crawl thing. Um, oh, but, yeah, Walter, yeah. I actually got to rewatch. I got to watch that, not rewatch it. I've never seen that Eddie Kingston and Walter match. I got to go find that. I kind of going back to what your the news. Um, I think Cody going to WWE was the best for everybody, and I think that Cody, despite his pec tear and everything, that was tremendous. I think I just hope that Vince doesn't screw him 
I kind of understand, as disappointed as it was, I kind of understand why they didn't drop the strap to him at WrestleMania. But, yeah, they, they've got to do more of a story with him, I guess. But um, that match will be fire, no matter what. But Gunther, Walter, whatever you want to call him, that will be tremendous. They'll build it. Cody will know how to – Cody will get the promos going. They'll know how to do it. It's just that my faith is – I my my skepticism is not with Cody or Gunther. My skepticism is with the WWE machine. Right. It's it's when the machine gets involved because when it's when it's creative is allowed to do be creative. They they have tremendous stuff. Like one of the best storylines of all of wrestling is the Bloodline Sami Zayn stuff. Right. And yet it's there's so much else with WWE that you you just scratch your head like huh what why are they doing this? But like I when they when they're hot they're hot when they when they get it they get it. But when they miss, it's it's an air break. Yeah, the I only think. thing I worry about with Cody in WWE is that you know how that crowd is. They will turn on you. Yeah. And they turn on him in AEW. He kind of brought him back towards the end there. But if these people start with that what shit when Cody's cutting oh, promos. I hate that. If it gets to the point where they start that what chant and it gets to the point where people are tired of seeing him tear up and get emotional and all yeah. that shit and they turn that's going to be a problem because there's already more than enough heels on that show they need a G.I. Joe character which they, they have in Cody yeah. right now but I worry about the they should have put the like I don't I, I don't understand it's funny because right now WWE is doing so much shit to try to like figure out how to get things on track yeah. Because they decided not to fucking the the perfect solution was to put the belt on Cody. Yeah. That's literally that was literally the perfect solution to all these problems that they're having right now. And I'm not saying that they're having all these big problems or anything, but as far as the 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 story with the bloodline and the booking and all that shit, like you 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 had a perfect setup thing for Cody to win, and now you have this new belt, which is a a, a fucking it's a consolation prize. Yeah, AJ Styles even said so on a podcast. He literally said those words. He's like, "Well, Roman's got all the other belts, so we need a belt. So there it is. That's literally that's, what he said. and that's so stupid." Now, let me clarify my original point. I said I understand why they did what they did. I don't agree with the decision at all. Yeah, I, I think that that was stupid. I think because a swerve is a swerve. Everybody loves a good swerve, but you don't have to be a carny piece of shit and swerve all the time. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta let the hero win. Like you got it. Like you gotta let them get that one, two, three. I mean, because you got to wrap up the story. And I think they did it because they felt it was predictable or whatever. But see, now that, like you said, they, it's created so many problems, and they underestimated how white hot Sam, the Sami Zayn stuff was gonna be. Yeah, you know, like they they could have. Again, arm, armchair booker, who knows what's going on. That's what we do on this show. I, I would have rather not pulled the trigger on the Sammy turn until WrestleMania, but start planting the seeds. Like, and have at WrestleMania, Sammy cost Roman the championship. See, and, now, and then have that whole storyline. See, now, my booking of the WrestleMania thing would have been, because you know, you know how it turned out. Solo yeah. came out, 
They threw Solo out, first of all. Then he just miraculously fucked. He's like, no, 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 fuck that. I'm coming back out. I don't care that I just got thrown out. Comes back out, hits the spike, and then whatever. Yeah. My thing was, why not? Ha- okay, let you have that happen. You know, you have Solo come out again. He has a, He's about to spike Cody. Why not have Sammy come out and get rid of Solo? Or maybe, you know, yeah. Cody gets rid of Solo, however he does. Sammy Haluva kicks Roman while the ref's not bumped or whatever on the ground, not seeing shit. And then you have Cody win. Now, again, kind of cheapens the Cody win. You don't really want Cody winning due to these nefarious but you, whatever. You, yeah. You could have R- Roman can then go, well, hey, I didn't, you didn't win fair and square. Yeah. I want my rematch. And yeah, but you're right. You're right. So it's, it's, it is hard. Again, it's, it's difficult to do these things because I always tend to look at it from the booking standpoint. Yeah. Because as one thing I hate in championship matches is bullshit DQ <laughs> endings and interference like endings. I hate that yeah. shit. I hate it. But if you were gonna do that, why not do it in the favor of Cody instead of you know whatever we're doing now? So I agree. Which is something that I think AW does so sparingly that when they do, yeah, it's great. Do something like that, it's effective. Like Ricky Starks getting the DQ on Jay White yeah. was the right move. Because now it's building up to double or nothing, but yeah. it's like that was the right move. It it perpetuated the story, and but that shit it, was funny the way he did that shit. So he was just kind of like, <laughs> "Fuck it, yeah. I'm, I don't give a fuck, fuck this match," and he fucking hit him with a chair. I was like, "That Got makes a WWE sense. question for you." All right, same question that I'd asked you about Ring of Honor, and this you might be thinking the same person, and I didn't think about this when they started this whole gimmick. Who is the biggest star, other than Roman Reigns and all that, who do you think is the MVP right now of WWE? I mean, it's if you, you're probably going to want to go with Seth Rollins. He's he's holding the company down. Uh, but let's let's let me add on to that. Let's get rid of Cody and Roman and Seth and the big yeah. gigantic stars. Let's. Who's getting the most TikTok the and shorts and v- videos? And who's, um, who's getting the most attention right now? Um, besides, well, let me let's, let me answer that in a different way. Not not so much who's the biggest star, but who do I see the most? Maybe the most potential in becoming extremely huge uh, right now. I would say Bronson Reed. Okay. Yeah. Bronson Reed right now is he's cut he's a his character his character is fantabulous mm-hmm. like it's when he first came out it was like okay cool big bruiser guy bodyguard type of dude he's coming out with the Miz not a big fan of that but getting him in the door I get it and then immediately the next week he was like fuck you Miz I don't work for you you paid me I did my job get the fuck away from me yeah I was like awesome. Then they kind of like fumbled a little bit. They put him in a few matches. They made him look really strong, even though he lost. But now he's literally like taking the Walter route where he's like, no, no, no. I am Bronson Reed. I'm going to transform this show. I'm going to bring this show to prominence and I'm going to do it by force. And I love it. I love it. He's kind of gone the Drew McIntyre route where he left did his Jonah thing. Mm-hmm. Now he's back. And yes, he's, he's the real deal. He's big yeah. man slapping man meat. You know, yeah. that's, I agree. Fucking um, guy beat Okada. Like, <laughs> he beat Okada. Like, I, that's, yeah. It, you can't, you can't just bring him in and have him 
job to somebody and, you know, it's like, well, now you're in WWE, you got to build your up. That, not in today's fan base, because there's a whole mythology with this guy. It, it, that would be like when you first brought bring Brock Lesnar out, you've got to have him job to uh, the Hurricane, uh, Shane Helms. Nothing against Hurricane, because, you know, right. I love him. But, yeah, it's just, I think that, um, yeah, you got to let Jonah be Jonah, dude. Just like you got to let some of these guys be who they are and, and do their thing, which, again, AEW, I think, almost goes the opposite direction, almost too far. Sometimes you got to put some structure, but I felt like that's, yeah, let's get Jonah going. And um, the person I was thinking of, and we can get to it, I don't want to hold you up on talking about the matches. All right, good. But good. a storyline that I, from watching from afar, again, I'm a casual fan, you know, just watching from afar. I, the This whole, with this whole uh, Rhea Ripley, Mommy Poppy thing. Oh, yeah. You know, she, Rhea Ripley, I think, is in her zone right now as this character. Yeah. Like, I this consider is her a most... gigantic star already, which is yeah. probably why I didn't, like, think of her. She's a gigantic star right now. But this mommy persona, this, this, this persona, like, she's messing with people at ringside. She's doing all this stuff. Like, her, that persona, it, it's like that's, like, what was missing from her, I think. Even in the next, I mean, she's a tremendous star. But... Even in NXT where she was a superstar and then she comes to, you know, it's, and they did her right. This was like where a lot of us are upset about Cody losing. They, her match with Charlotte was an apology for her first WrestleMania match with Charlotte. And it was, and it was a good apology. Like that, that was one of the best matches of WrestleMania, the two of them. And say what you want about Charlotte. She can go, but Rhea Ripley as the mommy persona. I mean, Dominic is, yeah, Dominic's Dominic. Yeah. But um, her, her as that character. And one of the best moments in recent WWE television was when Paul Heyman had the bloodline facing, um, what's their crew? The dark order. Judgment Day. Yeah. Judgment Day. And Rhea's staring down solo and solo switches places with Jay and then she switches, like Finn just backs up and Rhea just stares him down. That whole thing, though, you can hear the crowd go, oh! Yeah. And immediately, everybody's brain is going to Rhea versus Solo. Ooh, yeah. let's, let's book yeah. it, man. Yeah, let's do that. Um, <laughs> one thing I really like about the Judgment Day is, well, first of all, when they debuted, it was kind of weird. And it took a second to kind of get its footing. Yeah, <clears throat> you know they had Edge in there, and they, they they changed that up for whatever reason. And then once they got Edge out of the group, it was almost like it was almost a death knell for them because they were showing up on main event, <laughs> and it was like, uh oh, Judgment Day's on be main the event. New That's not good. Yeah, you know what <laughs> I mean. But what I like about them is that they've they've gotten through that. And one of the things that I I one of the things I hate about wrestling storylines is like when you have a group like that, yeah. they show up for their segment and then that's it. Where I, where I'm like, this group is supposed to be like chaotic. Yeah, they should be all over the show. Like and Blackpool that's what Combat Club. Day is. Yeah, like the Blackpool Combat Club. They're in the building. They're in the building. They're messing everybody up. Yeah, and <clears> yeah, <throat> you, like and like you you book. Like you might book Dominic in a match and then later have Rhea in a match. Everybody's got to be there. You've got to have their presence known. I agree. I agree. 
So yeah, it's I, I really like the fact that they do that. <clears throat> I don't know what happened. Like my my throat immediately just like closed yeah. on me for some reason. Um, so this weekend is uh what we like to call on this show the weekend of the wrestles. <laughs> this is weekend of the wrestles too because they've decided the big shows have decided. Let's have pay-per-views all weekend fucking long. <laughs> now, one yeah. of the things I didn't even notice up until yesterday was that NXT is having a pay-per-view, and it's going up against Double or Nothing. Woo. Literally at 7, uh, 7 o'clock is the pre-show. They're starting at 8. And That's it's going a bold move, Cotton. I hope it works out for them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they obviously have the easier access because they have the Peacock. Yeah. So you could just log in and watch it. I will not be doing that. I will be watching Double or Nothing. Um, my thing is, I put it on here just because, well, for the reason that they um, they're going up against, you know, the other show, and there's actually a few matches on here that look very good, like um, Ilya Dragunov versus Dominic Dijakovic, who's going by Dijak now. That's going to be really good. It's the last man standing match. Um, Wesley's yeah. excellent. <clears throat> him and uh, I, not the biggest Joe Gacy fan, but Tyler Bate is going to be in there in a three-way match for the title. Question, Drag, Dragunov was the guy in NXT, NXT that used to go toe-to-toe with Walter, right? Yeah. They have those yeah. legendary they had those two slap matches. fests. Uh, that's yeah, they had good. those two crazy matches. That, <laughs> he, he's, yeah, he's very good. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, we got the women's match, which is uh, Tiffany Stratton seems to be the latest woman on the NXT roster who they are going to like basically Push. be pushing like she's 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 going to be on the main roster very soon like she's she's one of those like it, it's all there yeah. like it, it's all there oh see look now this is this is where Raven comes out with his group and oh, they do all these weird symbols and so these guys are all in this battle royal and just, they they just decided like- no fuck the numbers we're all coming out now <laughs> Like we're all just gonna come so out now. It's a, it's a, it's almost like Bray Wyatt meets the yeah. Wyatt family meets NWO. I mean, meets... this guy's got a pig mask and a and a apron on. The other two are wearing gas masks. Oh, jeez. Uh, and then Raven's just gonna once he and then he uh, Delirious is in the group with them, so he's got his lucha mask. Um, and then he's just Raven's basically wow. just gonna stand in the corner while all this wow. ca- now, mind you, all this chaos is happening. The lights are flashing in the background. The music's still playing. Like it's like it's just chaotic noise. Uh, <laughs> like just bodies are just flying. <laughs> it's so it's so terrible. Um, was that Willie Mac? Is like I'm done with this crap. I, <laughs> I think no. I think that was uh, Willie Mac got eliminated earlier. That oh. was uh, another dude. Um, but again, I said earlier on this show that uh, so I'm not the biggest Braun Breaker fan. Okay, I he does nothing for me. Uh, as far as him in the ring, I think he's fine. He doesn't really – I haven't really seen him do anything to wow me. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm not a judge. I'm not here to – you know, you're not supposed to – you know, I'm not here to evaluate anyone's ability. He's He's got a, you know, tremendous physique, and I'm sure he can go and all that. But when he was champion, I didn't think anything of his run. I can't remember any match that he had that I was like, yo, you got to go watch that Braun Breaker and yeah. insert name – I've never seen a, 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 a besides maybe with Carmelo Hayes, um, and they're having a rematch. But now Carmelo Hayes is the good guy, and Brown Breaker is the bad guy. He's had a change of attitude. He's playing the heel now, so 
they're prepping him to go to the main roster. Um, but I just, I love Carmelo Hayes. Mm-hmm. It's why I wanted to kind of focus on that match because Carmelo Hayes is has the potential to be like a Hall of Fame talent in yeah. WWE. Um, and I really hope that he is not stuck in NXT for too long because NXT does have an issue where they keep people sometimes way, way, way too long Yeah, on there. And they, they really should throw them up. Uh, Cameron Grimes is one of those people. Now, thank God he's on. Thank God now he's on SmackDown. But yeah. it took way fucking too long. He should have been on a Smack. He should have been on NXT a long time ago. Yeah. But um, yeah. What do you think about this um pay per view going up against uh Double or Nothing? Ah, uh, it's a bold move. Um, and I think if anything, they're it's kind of like they're probably testing the waters to see. They probably want to see what kind of numbers they would do against Double or Nothing. They're going to find out because, yeah. you know, you know the equation. You know, if you fuck around, you're going to find out. And they're going to find out. out. But I, I, it's interesting that it's NXT that they're putting up against it. And it's, it's I don't know. But like you said, this it's kind of like if you had an episode of Dark going up against Raw, I'm going to watch, you know, if I was a WWE fan, I'm going to watch Raw. And then I would, you know, can watch Dark anytime I want. Right. I'm not. I'm not trying to say NXT is like dark, but just more so the convenience of I could just you could watch watch Double or Nothing, and then later on go watch NXT. Yeah, because um, there's literally the biggest name on this show is Dragon Lee. Yeah, and he's, and he's new to the company. It's like everyone like Noam Dar versus Dragon Lee. Who the yeah. fuck is Noam Dar? Now and my I mean, my, speaking, my speaking Scottish generally. my my Scottish side has to root for Noam Dar, but you know that's you know just I mean? me. It's just like. <laughs> You got Gallus, which is Mark Coffey and Wolfgang versus the Creed yeah. brothers. Like that's not exactly like world beating world beating names there in your tag team championship yeah. match. You know what I mean? Should be a good match, but it's like you're going up against a giant pay per view. Now it's funny because the Night of Champions, which is the next pay per view I wanted to talk about, yeah, that's happening at I think uh, what because it's 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 in Jeddah, so it's happening uh-huh. here at. Saturday, either at I don't know what time it is. I think it's at either eleven in the morning or twelve, something like that. Because it's it's over, it's at night over there, but it's morning over here. Yeah. So I thought maybe they would have the NXT show at eight o'clock because that slot's open, and usually they have their pay per views on Saturday. But nope, they're doing it Sunday. So I guess that- they want Night of Champions to just be its own thing on Saturday, even though it's in the morning and have. I That would have been smarter because I, you I, just, I think that's what they should have. You, done. Would, you would have kept the eyes. You people would have gone. All right. Well, hey, let's go. Let's go jump. Yeah, let's watch. The because NXT. They, they yeah. honestly had a much better chance of me watching that NXT show live. If it would have been Saturday night, because I honestly have yeah. no plans this Saturday night. <laughs> so I was going to watch, you know, the pay-per-view in the morning and then i would have had that one at night i probably would have watched yeah. it live but now they have no chance of me watching that yeah i'm not I don't, i'm not sure what that decision is other than the, for them to just hey see how the numbers turn out against double or nothing kind of an interesting question because you know how there's uh there's a jeff Lander, uh you know how there's there's wrestlemania weekend right and a lot of independent shows book shows around WrestleMania weekend, wherever they are, they'll book shows. You know, it's like WrestleMania weekend. Do you see a W double or nothing kind of being the AW version of that? Because 
like Vegas is a great spot centrally located where you look it's like I think GCW had the collective there last year and there's there's a lot of things or is there another AW pay-per-view that you see could become kind of like that must go to weekend where indie shows book around that you know what I mean I thought maybe I thought maybe Revolution would be there yeah kind of like WrestleMania but yeah. I do like the idea of double or nothing because you, you're in Vegas. And I think I saw earlier Tony Khan was posting something about that they're having like a full day like yeah. event event there. So that's cool. You know, you need to have those things. You need to have a fan fest, not just a regular meet and greet. I mean, this is double or nothing. This is a big show. You got the big set. You yeah. want to have a big set with the poker chips and all that shit like you had the last time. And you want to have a full day event of people where you got meeting greets and shows and maybe somebody can record a podcast or something there. You know what I mean? Like that's where you make that like the thing where you have people fly out and, and just not just show up for a pay-per-view, but they're showing up for a whole weekend of like an event. What, is, what do you think they're going to do with all, with all in at Wembley stadium? <laughs> well, at that. That's gonna be nuts. Um, I <laughs> I stopped keeping up with the ticket sales. The last I saw was like yeah. sixty five thousand or something. Which yeah. that's dude, it's it's done. That's, we're good. Like it, <laughs> you know, obviously you want to sell out or something, but that's gonna be nuts. But they should definitely do another one of those. Like, yeah, definitely have fan fest event over there because those fans are rabid, They're, rabid yeah. wrestling fans. They're thirsty for wrestling, so it's like they should definitely do that there. Um. But uh, we got this Night of Champions pay-per-view, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to read off the matches real quick because there's not too many, which I, I like. I love a nice, brisk pay-per-view. Yeah. Um. So we got Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus, Raw Women's Championship match, Beyonce, Bianca Belair versus Asuka, Intercontinental Championship, Gunther and Mustafa Ali. I can't even say that. Right. Oh, my boy. Uh, Cody Rose versus Brock Lesnar. I don't know if they have any kind of stipulation for that match because it just says Cody versus Brock. Um, tag team championship match, Kevin Owen and Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns and Solo Zakoa. Interesting. And the final match of the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Now, I will say um, I have been watching the show and uh, Bianca Belair versus Asuka, <clears throat> it's... I love Asuka and I love Bianca Belair, yeah. but this is not working. Like I, I don't, I, I, they haven't, they had a good match the last time they wrestled, but I don't, they're not doing enough with Asuka to put her in position to be yeah. like an actual threat to this championship. Like they just not, um, just the Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus thing is great. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, they've been having a, Tremendous feud there, so I'm happy to see that match. Um, Mustafa Ali, you asked me about him before we went on air. Yeah. So, so I guess they're doing this because they're going, you know, to Jeddah. So they want to have Mustafa be there in a high-profile match. Um, But, you know, I'm watching Raw, and... They got Mustafa back there, and they're interviewing him. And he's right now. He's he's basically Mustafa Dallas. He's like Bo that the Bo Dallas oh, version. Yeah. The 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 most the like Mustafa. Yeah, he's like 
a version of like Bo Dallas now. Everything's like positivity and he believes and all this other shit. And he started off with that and then he stopped himself and he's like, you know what? I don't even want to like come at you like this. This this match means everything to me. This match means that I'm the, the, and fucking literally, they literally had Brock Lesnar walk, push the cameraman out of the way as he walked by, and the cameraman like shakes and then points the camera towards Brock, and Brock points at Mustafa Ali and says, "Get a life, kid," and walks out of the room. During Mustafa's promo live on TV, and then they put the camera back on Mustafa, and he goes and walks away. And I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, really? Could you have made this guy look like a bigger geek? There, there was literally no other way to make him look like a bigger geek than that." See, this pisses me off because, like, Mustafa Ali earned so much cred with me. When he came back and took over, he became the leader of the one of the worst ideas that WWE has ever tried to do. Originally, it was supposed to be some kind of Antifa gimmick, and then they but they stopped. They didn't know what they were going to do with yep. it, and it just went. They didn't know how. They had no direction, no idea. It was probably just Vince in the back going, "Oh, this will be some good shit." And then it was one of the worst gimmicks to the point where I'm like, Mercedes Martinez wanted out. Everybody was like T-Bar and slap nuts and all that. And then Mustafa Ali is revealed as the leader of Retribution and single-handedly nearly gets the gimmick over just by his promos. He's on uh, Raw Talk and he's he's like seriously goes, first of all, it's Mustafa, not Mustafa. Get it right. And he goes on this whole rant about how it's what's wrong with the industry. It's what's wrong with it. And he's and it's like he's almost doing the Eddie Kingston thing where the shoot and work is kind of the yeah. same. And he's yeah. doing this whole thing. And I'm just like, yeah, freaking retribution, dude. Let's do it. And it's almost like he's punished for it. It's like they're they're punishing him. And they're punishing him for wanting to get out of his contract. Because this is a guy that when the day that he's done with WWE and he goes wherever he's going to be huge because he, his promo skills and his ability are so much better than they're letting him show. Cause they're basically they, like, what, wasn't he even jobbed out or like a, a couple months ago? I mean, dude, he's just, been getting jobbed out to yeah. everybody, dude. Yeah. Bobby Lashley beat the shit out of him for like four straight weeks. Is he, Bobby and, and Lashley versus Mustafa Ali should have been a freaking match. Yeah. Like that's, they should have let that cook because those are two guys. I mean, Mustafa Ali can do stuff in the ring. That'd be tremendous. Like him in AEW would be tremendous. Put yeah. him in like impact, whatever heck, just in the independence. But that's, that's probably one of the main reasons why I, I have hard, I have a hard time watching WWE because I see them do that kind of crap. And I know it's like, like you're wasting this dude, you know, yeah. where he could be doing so much more. And it's like that, that was unnecessary. I don't know if they were trying to build some momentum on him. Like he's the underdog or whatever, but just, no. you're, it was literally, I yeah. don't know what the fuck that was. I don't I, know. That, I literally was, ugh. I was literally watching that shit. Yeah. And I'm watching Mustafa's promo, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's about to cut a, a like a night. He's getting out of, he literally got out of character and was like, nah, you know what? 
he's like, I got to speak from my heart. And da, 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 da. he's like, cutting this promo. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They, they he's actually, he's you know, fighting Gunther. He's fighting yeah, Gunther. Wrestling Gunther for the IC title. Gunther's and he's about not going to lose. This like his biggest fucking match that he's ever had in the company. Literally. He's he's going to a pay-per-view. He's not opening the show. He's not on the yeah. pre-show. He's on the fucking pay-per-view. He's in Jeddah. He's wrestling for the IC title, which like Walters made that title prestigious by now. Yeah. Like he took that title from being nothing and now it actually means something. And this guy, you know, whether you you know, you he's not gonna beat Walt Gunter, but you know, it's gonna be stranger great, things yeah. have happened. Stranger things yeah. have fucking happened, you know. Who knows? Yeah, you're right. But like he's he stops this goofy promo and starts cutting an actual promo and Brock Lesnar lit bro. You gotta, you gotta fucking, I'm going to send you a video. So you can see it. He literally Brock pushes the cameraman. And at first I was like, Whoa, what the fuck's going on? Like I thought somebody was attacking him. Yeah. You know, the camera like goes all nutty. And then it's, you see Brock's hat and he's walking past the camera. He literally, he didn't even stop in Mustafa's face. He walked through Mustafa's shot right past him to the exit door. And he stops before he leaves the door and he looks at Mustafa and he goes, get a life, kid, and walks out. And they end the fucking, the, 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 I was like, wow, bro. Really? Like, what did this guy do to deserve that shit? Like, the only way I see them redeeming that is if Gunter drops the, the IC title to Mustafa Ali. Because of Brock's interference, and I hate to go to the the DQ well again, but yeah. I I would love because if they're going to build up Gunther versus Cody for WrestleMania next year, let's have that Gunther versus Brock match. Let's make that a feud for a while, and let that be just big men slapping man meat, right? And let Gunther just be pissed that he lost the title because of Brock, and it, it doesn't even have to be like Brock is doing it to Gunther. It could be Brock just comes out to, to to mess with Mustafa, and it go and shit happens, and Mustafa ends up fighting through it and wins, and Guther can then blame Brock for losing. But whatever, I just, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I they let Mustafa Ali out of WWE, please. Just let him go. I can him- imagine him like. I can imagine him like in GCW having matches with like fucking Ninja Mac. Oh, jeez. And uh, what's uh, what's that kid's name? Um. Uh, all heart. Uh, yeah. what's, uh, fuck, what's his fucking name? Well, you get the, the young up and comer. The um, what's his name? Um, that's got an AEW contract when he graduates high school. Nick. Um, yeah. Another guy whose name I can't remember right now, but whatever, it doesn't matter. You guys know who we're talking yeah. about. It's just to, to see him in there being able to go and have matches with people like that, even like a Sammy Guevara. Oh, yeah, or Mustafa Ali going you know down right? to AAA. You know. He can go to AAA. He can go to he can go wherever he wants. He can go to Impact and be world champion in Impact. Like that's he steps foot in Impact Wrestling, world champion. Like I don't even want to fucking hear it. No X division, first X division (laughs) title. Yeah, world champion, bro. Because he's he's that good. Um, and I just don't know why they don't see it. But maybe things are changing. Who knows? But um, as far as the rest of the show goes, I mean, as far as predictions, I think Trish is gonna win. I think Bianca's gonna retain. I think Gunter's gonna retain. Um, I don't remember. I think Cody won the last match he had with Brock. Yeah. So I think Brock's going to win. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to retain due to shenanigans. Yep. And I think they're going to go with Seth Rollins as the tournament winner. But I wouldn't be mad at AJ Styles either. I just, the thing is with that belt, like, I just, 
I, I don't give a fuck about that belt. It yeah. looks it looks amazing, but it is literally a consolation prize. It's that it's it is what it is, man. Imagine imagine this year that um, Vegas wins the Stanley Cup in hockey, and they say, "Well, all right, Vegas is just going to keep the Stanley Cup, but next year we're going to have the Golden Hockey Puck." Is going to be what everybody plays for from now on. No, no, they want the Stanley Cup, and that's silly to me. But and another thing too about this belt, they're supposedly they're so the lineage of this new title is going to track from 2002 when Triple H won it and when they brought that belt back. I think he won it from Booker T. Um. I could be mistaken, but he won yeah. that belt in WWE when they had that whole invasion. Is it, of is it the undisputed? It's the it's the old it's the old school. They're taking the the lineage from the old school WCW gold okay. belt. Okay, okay, but from two thousand and two, not the not the whole lineage. Not Rick Flair. Not Rick Flair. Just taking it from the just taking it from two thousand and two on that lineage on. So I don't know. I, I just it's 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 just I don't know. Um, I don't know. This is one of those things where, and again, this is a Saudi pay per view, so usually they don't have really any title changes on those shows or anything big yeah. happen. They've had good matches on there, on the shows, but they usually don't have anything really serious happen as far as title changes. So it's nice to see that they're going to have an actual new champion crown at the show. But all those other belts are all that shit's. They're all going to retain. There's just, there ain't no fucking way. Um, And then Sunday, we have (laughs) Double or Nothing, AEW's, one of their flagship pay per view shows. I've heard about this pay per view. Yes. This is uh, (laughs) one of those things where you have frustration on on one with one company and then excitement looking at this other card. So to quickly just kind of run down this card and then we can kind of talk about whichever ones we want. Yep. Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho, unsanctioned. Ethan Page and the Guns versus the Hardy Party, which is Matt, Jeff Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. Mm-hmm. The Elite, Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, and the Young Bucks versus the Blackpool Combat Club in Anarchy in the Arena. Woo! Jade Cargo versus Ty Valkyrie for the TBS Championship. A 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal uh, where, I guess, Orange Cassidy's in this match? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's for the international championship, but that's he's, fucking he's, insane. That he's yeah. in the match. That that's crazy. So they're having a twenty-one man battle royal for the international championship, and the champions in the battle royal. Yep. Um, the only other people that I have here that are listed as being in this match is Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, QT Marshall, and Aaron Solo. Everything else has TBA, so I don't know exactly who's in this match. Oh, but crazy. usually there's a surprise entrant in here, so we can talk about that. Um. TNT Championship match, Court Cordlow. Wow. <laughs> Cordlow versus Christian Cage. Was, was that an honest mistake or was that? This <laughs> is because I was looking at the Christian Cage yeah. when I said Wardlow. And then it was, so it says Championship, Wardlow, Christian Cage. And I guess I took a C and I put it where it didn't belong. So they're going to have a ladder match for the TNT yeah. title. Uh, AEW Women's Championship match, Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. Dude. The last time that they had a match, it was fucking phenomenal. So I can't wait to see this one. Um, AW World Tag Team Championships, FTR versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. 
mm-hmm. with Mark Briscoe as special guest referee. And the World Championship four-way match, MJF versus Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I feel like Excalibur. Uh, <laughs> he did great. He did great. Yeah. yeah. Trying to fly through these things. So <clears throat> the match I'm most looking forward to here out straight up is that AEW Women's Championship match. Yeah. I love Jamie Hayter. I absolutely love Tony Storm. Um, and I hope to God that they just have a hard hitting match with no interference. That's my only hope for that match. I think that's what's going to happen. However, the post match is going to set up the summer uh, feud between the Outcasts and the uh, the OGs because I think that's Tony sitting there thinking, okay, we're they're going to milk this for what they can because there's there's plans to bring in more people to these factions. You know, you're you're not just it's not just gonna be the three they did the three versus three or, or they were trying to. They're gonna bring in more outcasts and they're gonna start to bring in more OGs. And what's cool is you could even almost swap them a little bit every now and then. You could even like, you know, she have Sheeta part of the OGs and then let her go off in a different storyline, bring in Nyla or somebody else. You know, you could you can right. swap a lot of this stuff. But the match itself will be one of the best matches. It'll be one of the best matches because those are in my opinion, in ring, those are the two best female wrestlers in ring in AEW. Now, yeah. overall, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we could debate overall as far as like promo skills, mm-hmm. character, and over other things. But like as far as match, like to me, those are the two best. Like, you're going to get a, an incredible match between the two of them. Um, oh, yeah. But I think it's, it's setting up the summer of the Outcast versus the OGs. So yeah, there'll man. be something. And I'm actually post, surprised that I'm What's actually that? surprised that they don't have a uh, they didn't have a um like an outcast kind of like they were kind of, kind of felt like they were setting up like a three on three and I'm I'm actually surprised they didn't do that. I think it's coming. I think it just I think it's a matter of getting everybody healthy and ready. And there's probably some stuff we don't know that that there might be some other uh, prospects that they're either waiting to get back from Japan mm-hmm. or they're waiting to come into the company that they can't announce yet, you know, because right. you know that, you know, Saray is going to reach out to other, other people. And so there may be some former WWE folks that show what up. Do you think you seem like you have somebody I, in mind for that. I can't really think of anybody. I, I don't see. That's the thing is it's like, I'm biased because I think they're better than they ever got a chance to show. Um, but the inspiration, the former iconics are oh, back. Yeah. I like um, them. Cassie, Cassie Lee has. I mean, you can't even tell she's had a kid. She, she, I know. She, she snapped like a rubber band. Just uh, Jessica McKay has been doing her acting gig, but yeah. now they're back doing. I, um, I keep calling. I, I, I wish they could own the iconic scene because to me, that's who they are. Yeah. They're the inspiration. But I would love to see them in AEW. They were great. I think they did a good, as good as they could in Impact. But the two of them in AEW playing those characters because yeah. it's it's so funny too. But this is kind of a a little quick side comparison. I think it's funny that the higher ups at WWE claimed that they they didn't know what to do with the Iconics and they like they didn't get them. 
but now we've got Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville essentially being the basically multiverse yeah. variant mm-hmm. of the Iconics. You right. know, they're they're like if 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 Billy Kay was tougher and had an MMA background, and Cat and uh, Peyton Royce was a little more Karen. Other than that, they're essentially the new Iconics. But I could see the Iconics coming now. Lot some people are speculating the Bellas might show up. You know, mm. and because I mean that would make sense with their. I don't want that. Keep your Bellas. But if the it, imagine Soraya bringing in the Iconics, I was just and, I just thought of somebody. Who's that? Mandy Rose. Yes, that was my other name. That was the other name, Mandy Rose. It would be tremendous. I mean, just the, like right now. I mean, for obvious reasons too. The eye candy's great, but Tony Khan it, thinks about money too. Yeah. This is somebody that's making cha-ching with her OnlyFans and all her support and all that. Yeah. She would come into like AW and be an instant. She would be an instant star. Yeah, she, I mean, to, she would be a good fit for the outcasts. That's a good spot to go to. Um, we're all waiting. To, I mean, granted, we're going to have to wait longer now, but I know we've been waiting to find out if when maybe Forbidden Door, if uh, Mercedes Monet is going to show up. I was kind of hoping Trinity would maybe show up, but I know she's going to do her thing. She's She yeah. is now, I think, for impact – what Athena is for ROH and like she, you know, she's going to be the, like, she's going to be the it girl in, uh, in impact, I think, because she, right. she's just said she's, she's such a star. And uh, the, the pop she got when she debuted, everybody kind of knew she was coming, but she popped, but I, I could see them, they, but there's, there's, there's ways they can go, but just kind of getting back to the whole thing the the, I, I kind of, scratched my head when they announced Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm because I'm kind of like, wait, we've been building up to this big like faction feud and now it's just a one-on-one. Right. But then you got to think like Tony Khan. This is the first, this is the setup for the summer because you got Forbidden Door. You got All In and All, all Out coming. You've got all these other, you've got Fighter Fest. You've got Fight for the Funk. You've got so much to do this summer. You know Everybody's been saying we need a blood or guts, a women's blood and guts. And that's this is the storyline to do that with, but you're gonna need a five on five. And so just a question to you, if you were gonna do a five on five OGs versus outcasts, what are you what are the teams? Uh so for me, that's for as far as AEW goes, if I'm gonna have OGs, I'm gonna have Britt Baker, Hater, uh Sheeta. Serena Deeb. Ooh. <clears throat> do I want to throw Riho in there, or do I want to have Nyla Rose for muscle? I guess if you're going faces, you're gonna probably gonna go Riho, um, because you know you have Nyla in there. Yeah. Nyla's kind of like a heel character, so uh, so I would go yeah, Britt Baker, Jamie Hader. Uh, Jamie Hader could be your muscle, and then you got Sheeta, and you got Deeb, and then you got Riho. Mm-hmm. And as far as the outcasts, um, you got Ruby, you got Soraya, you got uh, Tony. I like the Mandy Rose idea. I want to bring Mandy Rose in. Yeah. Uh, we'll bring in Mandy. And I'm trying to really think off the top of my head on that roster. I'm pretty sure they have another. Well, you, you said her name earlier. She is a problem. Oh, Marina. Yeah. Marina is a good one. Marina's a good one. I, you know, a lot of people hate hate on Marina Shafir. 
I really like Maria and Shafir. It's her presentation. It's, it's obviously they, her yeah. promo presentation and shit needs work, but I like her a lot. Like, I like her style. Like, it's not just your normal flippy-dippy or, you know, I'm a powerhouse or I'm a this. She's very meticulous in what she likes to do in the ring. She picks you apart slowly. It's kind of like the old Shayna Baszler character in NXT. Yeah, I yeah. loved, and of course, obviously, they were in the group together. I loved NXT Shayna Baszler. She would just take you apart piece by piece in the ring and just make you tap out. Like, I enjoyed watching her matches because it wasn't just running off the ropes and doing dives and jumping off the top. No, she was fucking putting you on the mat and wearing your ass out. And that's what I like when Marina Shafir does the same thing. She does it very well, to be honest with you. Um, So hopefully, you know, that's a good pick. I'll go with her. I I think they messed her up because she's a victim of so much chaos going on in AEW behind the scenes that her debut and the way she was originally presented stunted her growth. You know, she tried that promo she did on dark where she's wearing the blossom hat and you don't know me, but you know me, that that, that was terrible. That should never have happened. But now she's got Danielson and Moxley in her ear, and she's talking. I mean, if really, truly, if you wanted to recruit a female, if you wanted to have a jet fly over house, but if you wanted to recruit a female version member of the Blackpool Combat Club, she's a prime candidate because she's one that could take those hits. And she, I, I think what they should have done is kind of presented her as like that Shayna Baszler or almost like a female hook where she just comes in and just wrecks people, leaves. I think putting her up against Jade was way too soon. She should have have just been that show up, show up, wreck people, show up, and then have have, get to a position like we're in now where Jade's, you know, defeats even Taya Valkyrie, and then all of a sudden you hear hear her music, you hear uh, Marina's music, and it's like, oh, no. But I think she's a great, She's she's somebody you could that was mishandled, but I think they could repackage her and real and there are you can already see it now. Like she's not she, you know the whole no no shoes thing, whatever. But she's become much more strategic in ring in the ring, and it, like you could tell, there's a little bit of direction. I think again it goes back to this is where WWE is stronger than AEW is in that scaffolding. There are two scaffold in WWE. But this is one of those things where I think they should have planned better with her. Yeah. She's somebody they could have introduced in a better way to make her seem like much more of a threat, much more of a problem than she was. I mean, just putting her up against Jade and then she's just gone. Man, she's just, gone, yeah. Yeah. Like um, I, she, I I do like the uh the the female hook idea is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think they made a mistake having her with Vicky. And mm-hmm. Nyla, love Nyla Rose, but I don't think that was the right thing for her to be involved in that group. I know why um, they did it, though. I mean, like, she, Nyla makes up for Marina's lack of skills on the mic and Vicky's yeah. mouthpiece, but the, the chemistry wasn't there. I don't yeah. think it was, yeah, it just, I don't, that didn't work for me. Um, but we'll see where it goes, man. I mean, she's, she's working on her craft. She's doing her thing. Um, she has a problem. I like Marina. I think what they should honestly do is kind of, they don't have to pair her up all the time, but, you know, maybe like on Rampage, if Rampage is going to be the new Dark or whatever, have Marina come out. Have Roddy come out with her. Just have Roddy come out with her. Roddy's super over. 
you know, that's his wife. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Have him come out with her and just, yeah. you know, he'll, he'll, she'll get a little bit of the rub off of him because they're not going to boo her while he's out there. Nope. They're not going to fucking do that. Um, so I think that would work. But yeah. But I think um, the Blackpool Combat Club, like, have her. And just imagine you've got, you got oh, Wheeler, you got Claudio, you've got all these guys. And, and then you've got your those, She's always wearing hoodies anyway. Yeah. She could just wear a Blackpool hoodie. Yeah. I, I think that's the way to go with her. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, Really, my most anticipated match. Like, I'm going to be glued to the TV when that match yeah. is going on. But that anarchy in the arena, <laughs> dude, that's going to be go. that's going to be fucking bananas. It's just going to be crazy because that, that that's going to go all over the place. The last anarchy in the arena match was phenomenal. Nick was actually there for it um, oh. at the pay per view, um, and he said it was bananas the way they just played. Wild thing for like <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> like nine minutes, they just kept playing Moxley theme. Um, so yeah, it just I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Honestly, I've never been disappointed by a AW pay per view. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always left in awe of how good it was. And this isn't anything against WWE because WWE has had some at the last six or seven pay per views for me have been great. So. I'm not saying anything bad against them, but it's just the AW is just different. They're just, yeah. you know, I I'm always left surprised at my picks. That's why we like to come out here and I like to do Nick is not really the biggest fan of doing the picks, but I like doing them because I like going back and seeing, Oh shit. Okay. So that's what I thought they were going to do. And this is what actually happened. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that because this has happened a few times. Yeah. Um. So, you know, Ethan page and the guns, the Hardy party, you know, question whatever. about that though is Isaiah Cassidy is allegedly injured. Really, who's going to replace Isaiah at the pay per view? Oh man, there's um, a, there's a surprise well, his coming. Brother's hurt too. What's his that? Brother, his brother's hurt too, so it's not going to be his brother. Nope, somebody's um, coming in to help the Hardy Boys. What's um, what? What's who? Uh, do you think it's going to be Hook? Because Hook mm. was part of the uh, the Hardy deletion thing. It and could that be. gets him on the pay-per-view. They could do that. Yeah, they could go with Hook. I or a mind surprise. That. Somebody we haven't um, seen yet. I was trying to think of who's associated with the Hardys. It's not going to be Senior Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be dope. Or um, or have uh, Matt King Maxwell or uh, the Gothic. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it would make sense, but it, I think it, we're 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 ready for Scorpio Sky to come back. I think I would love to see him on my TV. And you know, you could you could do the whole Ethan Page Scorpio Sky mm. reunion thing, but I almost think Scorpio is going to show up at the International uh, Battle Royal. I think he, if he's ready, he should. That would be wonderful. I would love to see Scorpio Sky on my TV. That's really. You know, it's funny. I, AEW, when it started to what it is now, is so shockingly different. Like, yeah. I was such a big fan of old AEW with, like, the Joey Janellas and the Kissabians and the SCU. And the just, I was a big fan of that because it was, like, all these different faces. Yeah. I mean, I was familiar with them from Ring of Honor and stuff like that. But, you know, putting them on big TV, it was awesome. So Yeah, proud and powerful. Yeah, I'd love to, dude. Don't even get me started with that. <laughs> I just, Ugh. I would love to see, you know, one of them come back because they're both gone off of the TV now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to slot them into the tag team championship match somehow. 
But we do have this battle royal, so who's to say one of them won't show up? I'd like to see Santana make his comeback, but I don't know if he's still dealing with his injury or what. I don't really know because he's very quiet about that shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I'm actually looking forward to the battle royal because, you know, the surprise factor of who may be showing up. I was trying to think off the top of my head who might be out there that's like untapped, but really I think everybody's like <clears throat> doing their own thing, so I, I wouldn't even know how to guess, which is cool because it's going to be a surprise. Yeah, I'd like to see Pac. I'd like to see Miro. Oh. I'd like to see Scorpio Sky. Motherfucking um, Miro. Miro would be the perfect guy to be the new champion. Yep. For for in, the new international champion, man. He would be well, perfect. Imagine this. Okay, imagine this. The ring fills up. You've got all these potential people to win. And then you hear, and then Miro just comes in and murks everybody. Yep. Yeah. 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 So as, as he should. Yes. As he should. Not taking nothing away from Orange Cassidy because I. He's actually grown on me. I, I enjoyed him for what he is, but I never was like, I'm not here popping for Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Um, but, man, he's grown on me. He really, that motherfucker can wrestle, man. The fact that Shibata wanted to wrestle him. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. That's a huge, that's a huge statement that he, yeah, he's, that he he's actually good. requested him as, a, as an opponent. And even uh, Will Ospreay has said, um, Orange Cassidy is one of the best wrestlers he's wrestled against. It's yeah. it's, it's Man, the that gimmick. That, what's that? So that fucking forbidden door pay per view. So <laughs> that pay per view was so. How sick is this new one going to be? You think, man, with more people able to travel? Yeah, it's 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 it's. Look, Forbidden Door Two is going to have a very tough time topping the first one. Yes. I, listen. I've watched it a few times, and <clears throat> um, this is one of the reasons why I was hoping we were going to get like some type of announcement for HBO Max having yeah. AEW content because I want to rewatch these goddamn pay per views. Like I want to, and I don't want to watch it on a fucking shitty illegal stream. I want to watch it in HD. Oh, I want to watch that shit in HD on my fucking TV and watch uh, that pay per view. Full year twenty nineteen. That takes me back. Yeah. It just it's whatever. So the new the new uh Forbidden Door show it's it's got it's got a uh it's got its word cut out for it because yeah. um but you know again I have yet to be disappointed by these these shows. So who do you think is gonna be the AEW world champion at the end of the show? All right. I've got as I used to say to my, my boys, the Dukes of Dynamite and Dynamite Download, I gotta say this, and this is what I say to everybody. There's your brain, your heart, and your gut. Now, none of them are saying Jungle Boy. I don't think it's his time. In fact, I think if anybody needs to turn heel or get... I think he needs to cut his hair. I think he needs to cut his hair, start being Jack Perry, go a little... Go with the like the, the Hollywood jacket. Jack Perry. Exactly. Hollywood Jack Perry. He needs to be the one to turn heel. It's probably not the time yet. He needs to... In fact, but you can now that he's done with the the Christian stuff, and you could you can send him on this. He lost he lost it double or nothing. He's bitter. He's and now he you could have him start to turn and get a vicious streak and go a little heel. I think that's the direction to go with him. It's none of the but now my brain says it's going MJF retains. 
My brain says MJF retains because he's such a great heel in the in the whole the whole the whole thing is the is the chase. It's like you know, oh, it's who's going to beat MJF? He's such a nasty guy. Who's going to beat? My heart says Sammy because I'd love to see Sammy. Sammy, even you know, Sammy is one of the pillars. He's been so like his like people boo him, but they I love it. They boo him, but they shut up when he starts his and when he does his stuff in the ring. Yeah. And I think the all access show mm-hmm. was part of their design was to really kind of bring him back as a face. And you can see the subtle changes in his character in in the things that they were doing. My gut says it's Darby because Darby's even said he's not going to, he's not going to be wrestling much longer. Doesn't right. mean he won't come back sometime, but he's going to start doing his own stuff and start sticking with his, he's got a new show that he's working on. He's going to start doing other, other ventures uh, and I think there's some films he wants to he wants to direct and, and create. But I think that he I think I could see them putting it on Darby. Here's I will say this whoever wins whoever wins Sunday night, MJF will have the title back going into 2024 yeah. because you know they're gonna milk this whole the bidding war of 2024. Even though behind the scenes in closed doors, MJF bleeds AEW. He doesn't want that to be known. Because but he's going to he's going to milk this. That's going to be the big thing, and he's going to he's going to be hinting that he's going to show up. He, he might even buy a ticket and show up at a WWE event just yeah. to create the buzz, you know, which would be so awesome. Imagine just seeing MJF at ringside with his with the AEW title in his in his stupid ass scarf, and just seeing him sit there just to create the story. And then of course he, you know, kind of like what they did with Britt Baker. It's like when he, she was watching Adam Cole, do we show him or not? Whatever. But I think he's going to have it. What I think it would be, I think Darby could be the one. I think my gut says Darby's coming away with it. My brain says MJF, my heart wants Sammy, but my gut says it's going to be Darby. And I'm fine with all three of those. You know, what's funny as you're, as you were talking because uh, I was originally thinking MJF was get, coming out of this, but I, th- I, I thought he was going to win because Jungle Boy was going to turn heel during this match and team up with MJF. Because um, I kind of felt like that was the direction that they were going. But I would not be surprised. Well, no, I would be fucking super surprised if they actually put the belt on Darby and. Literally next week on Dynamite, Jack Perry turns heel and makes and costs uh, Darby the title, and it goes right back onto MJF. Now that would be cool. <laughs> I like I that. All right, let's go with that. But let's fast. Let's let's have that happen at Fighter Fest or something or, or Collision. Okay, let me ask you this: Darby wins, double or nothing. Big big celebration. Wednesday night dynamite. The following dynamite, Darby comes out to celebrate. The lights go out. Sting's music plays. Sting comes out to congratulate Darby, shakes his hand, and then as Darby starts to leave, Sting doesn't pull back. And then he points at the belt and says, I'm going out. If I'm gonna go out, I'm either gonna I'm gonna go out as champ. So Sting's final match. 
in his career is against Darby for the title. I kind of, at first I wasn't feeling it, but now I'm kind of like, damn, you know what? Because I know Sting wants to have that one last go around. um, And he doesn't have to beat Darby. I just, I love them together. You know, usually when you see people together like that, you know, eventually one's going to turn on the other. um, I don't think it would be a heel like turn. It's just just a respect thing. Like now that you got it, you got to give me a shot. That'd be actually fucking really cool. Yeah. a fucking really cool match, and then Darby retains and Sting yeah. retires. That, that's fucking cool. Like <laughs> Book it. Book Let's it. Go. Yeah, where's the, the, the Tony graphic? Book it. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Book it. Let's go. That sounds awesome. Um, Yeah, I think that'd be cool because Darby, you know, again, he says he's not going to have a long career. He doesn't need to have a six-month, one-year reign with the title. No. Just no. him being the champion, holding it up, you know, and they haven't really done that transitional champion shit yet at all with AEW. So if they do it now, it'd be, you know, I mean, they kind of did it with the Wardlow with the TNT title shit, but um, I like that idea um, of Darby winning and then Jack Perry costing him and then they can go feud and then MJF can go do whatever it is that he's going to do now and they can, you know, kind of go from there. But I gotta say, I like this uh, this sting angle. I was even gonna say push it to collision, but yeah, nah, I like that. I, I, Tony Khan should actually do that. Let's go. Let's call him up. Let's let's call, call hey Tony, Tony you know he listens to this. Call right? Tony, so. you know he listens to this show. <laughs> um, yeah, man, FTR, Jeff Jarrett, Mark J. Lethal. I, I don't see them I, taking the titles off of FTR. I will say one thing though. Yeah, they're not gonna take it off of FTR. But if you could go in a time machine and talk to 2019, you don't have to go far. Heck, you can even go to 2021, uh, A.A. Ron, and say, you're going to like Jeff Jarrett. (laughs) I wouldn't believe, I would call you insane. I would say, what happened? Did you hit your head? Did you bump bump your head? I'm not saying he's my favorite. But when I heard that Jeff Jarrett was going to be, like, was was coming to, was in AEW, I groaned because I have yeah. never been a fan. Now, granted, I may or may not have given him this full uh, justice, but ever since he hit Beetlejuice in the back of the head, I've never forgiven him for that. But I, I, he just never popped for me. I never got him, even as a heel. I just was like, oh, no, no, he just doesn't get it for me. Slap nuts, what the hell is that? His run in AEW has made me 180 for this guy. He yeah. knows his role. He knows, in fact, that whole crew, which shouldn't work. This should be this should be a, such a busted idea. It should be terrible. But they know their role. When I saw Sanjay Dutt in overalls with a pencil at the at the Briscoe I, Farm, I was just gonna say that segment at the Briscoe Farm. <laughs> like it, they really turned me on that. Like they really, like they really turned me. Like I'm not the I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and say I love Jeff Jarrett or whatever, but. He like when he had that match with Ric Flair, <laughs> that fucking uh Ric Flair's final match or whatever. Yeah, when he came out and he literally went around the entire ringside. I don't know if you watched that match. I watched parts of it. Yeah, he came. He comes out to do his entrance and he literally came out and just berated. Every oh. single person going all <laughs> like he was like I'm the fucking heel, and you motherfuckers are gonna boo me because I'm the heel. 
and he berated every person yeah. around the entire ringside. His whole they had to restart his music. Yep, because he was just going around and fucking with all these people <laughs> and establishing, uh, "I am the heel. You are supposed to boo me, so boo me." Ric Flair is the face here. Yeah, like, when I saw that, I was like, "Okay, man, this guy like obviously understatement of the year, but this guy understands wrestling and storytelling. Like yes. he just and I was happy when AEW signed him. I was just like, I don't need to see Jeff Jarrett matches. Yeah, backstage um, probably great, but yeah, but. I will say he's definitely he I mean it's not like he can't go. It's not like he's a detriment in the ring or anything. Yeah. He can wrestle his ass off. So But he's he's also got that thing that like Swerve Strickland has, that sense of like like story in the ring. Like he can his facial expressions where like yeah. he'll, he'll like the person's behind him and he goes like that. Like he knows how to how to sell how to sell a whole match and how to get it going and um, one another thing about the All Access show is it really shows how involved Sanjay Dutt is behind the scenes too, and you know he's constantly in, involved with like the the promo backstage promos and a lot of that stuff. He he's somebody that gets it, like that understands the role. You know, he's the swarmy. He's almost a Harvey Wimpleman, yeah. you know, in a way. You know, he's kind of that character, but he's but he gets it. And, and Satnam Singh in overalls. Was screaming mice and men. You know, all he needed was yeah. like, instead of a rabbit, it was a chicken, and he just, you know, uh, and, and oh, another piece of news, breaking news. I don't know if you heard this. Oh, but this is this is really Jay Lethal has officially filed the trademark for Black Machismo. Really? So okay. I think after they run this thing, runs its course. You know, I was never a big fan of that shit. Oh no! Like, oh, I love it. Like I, 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 I believe me, I love Jay Lethal. But the whole like, I don't, I just like, I don't get why the. I, I get it's an homage, but like, I don't get it. Why the fuck are you dressed up like the Macho Man? Why are you well, acting like the Macho Man? Let it, let it do its thing in AEW. Like, it, like you know, this is an interesting conversation we could have it maybe another time or whatever. But if you look at, at AEW, struggles a lot of times with debuts, but. AW knows how to cook. They're almost like they're almost like my um, they're almost like my aunt who who's she doesn't microwave anything. She she she's slow cook. But like if you look at look at Britt Baker, 2019 Britt Baker versus Britt Baker today. Oh, totally day. different. Dark Order when they first started. Creep fast, creepy, ugh. Now look at them, you know, with especially Brody, what Brody Lee did with them and everything like that. You look at the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny. When they debuted, it was crickets. But yeah. now they get a pop. They get a huge pop when they when they show up. So many, so many people have have. If you give them uh, give AEW a chance, they'll pivot in the right direction. They don't always get it right, but I think like with Jeff Jarrett and them, I think they they pivoted. I think they'll they'll know how to do it. They'll they'll make it good. They'll make it. They'll find a way to make it work, or they'll they'll scrap it. Yeah, it's it's um again the the X factor here is Mark Briscoe as a special guest referee. I don't know what's going on with that. I'm hoping he's not gonna turn like heel because I love Mark Briscoe and yeah. I don't think I'm ready for heel Mark Briscoe yet. I'm still I think like it's impossible. 
for lack of a better word, and I don't want this to sound like it's in poor taste, but I'm still kind of like in mourning. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think I'm ready for heel Mark Briscoe yet. I like seeing him come out and be the face and come out all fucking energetic for his entrances and have his matches. So I don't think he, that like there's a few wrestlers that I don't think ever work as a heel. Just like there's some wrestlers that would never work as a face. MJF could never be a face. Even if I disagree. Well, let me explain. As he people, he could be a popular cheered for heel. Like from in, in the position of a face. Like the anti-hero. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he's never but he'll never change his persona to be like like he'll never change, like become the good guy. Like you notice, like some people, they have a change of heart. Now they really realize they're for the people. He'll never be that guy. He'll get cheers every time he goes to Long Island. He'll get cheers every time. You yeah. know, oh yeah, he's, he'll get. He can get cheers, but I think he's one that will always be like that. Willow Nightingale. I don't think she'll ever be a heel. I will never boo Willow Nightingale ever. Yeah, I don't care what she does. You can, there, there are certain wrestlers you can never change my mind on, no matter what you do, um, no matter how terrible you book them. Um, Lance Archer is another one. I love Lance Archer. Yeah. You could, but his booking has been terrible in AEW. Outside AEW, dude's killing it. But in yeah. AEW, what have you. But I'm interested to say, do, do you think, though, MJF would work as a, as a face? I, I've said it on this show many times. I believe that one day MJF is going to be the most gigantic baby face in wrestling. He is going to be the biggest fucking baby face F fucking ver in wrestling on AEW. Look, yep, I, well, I mean, in, in kind of like a rock way. You know? That guy is going to be the – I just think he has the potential to – he could be the biggest heel. The same way that he's a piece of shit dirt – the biggest piece of shit dirt bag, yeah. Yeah. He, I think he has the ability to be, like, the biggest G.I. Joe character, like, Interesting. ever. Ever. I Okay. I You know, I, it, I, I can see ways where that could happen. I, I'm not going to disagree with you on that, I guess. But I, I think that that's – but, like, would you would agree, Mark Briscoe, there's no way, at least for the next – couple of years. I ain't, I ain't ready for it. You, you can't, you I can't, can't do it. You can't turn him. But I think it's interesting the way they set up. They, because up until that one moment where Dax accidentally uh, pile drove Mark Briscoe. Right. It was clear. Mark Briscoe is going to be, is a good guy. He's going to probably side with FTR, but that move put that little bit of doubt. And that's all you need to make a match compelling is that that little bit of doubt, What's going to happen? She just even right now. You're, you and I are talking about this. Like, are they going to turn Mark Briscoe heel? Yeah, that's that makes that's just enough spice on the burger to make us make it taste good. I think. Yeah, man. Yeah, I have a, for sure. Um, I worry about Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. Okay, <laughs> and I worry because Chris Jericho took a clean one, two, three pinfall from Roddy on TV yeah. last week. So, you know, he's going to want to get that lick back. Yep. And uh, I really don't think you should be beating Adam Cole in, like, his first big pay-per-view match back. Um, And stranger things have happened. Obviously, it's an unsanctioned match. So, it's actually, that's the X factor right there. It's unsanctioned. So, it doesn't technically count. So, it wouldn't count as a loss for Jericho. 
according to the rules of you know yeah. wrestling or whatever. So maybe that's the way they they have their out. But oh, Jericho um, can talk his way like that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Oh, yeah. still Lulu. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I, I feel a little better about that then actually because I well, just want to see that. And is that I mean obviously now he's going to want you know Jericho's going to want payback for what happened with him versus Roderick Strong. So yeah. we're going to have the Jericho Appreciation Society involved in this. Oh, yeah. So and see, not uh, only is Roderick Strong, you know we're going to see Kyle O'Reilly. The question is, we will will we see Bobby Fish <laughs> at any point? I know maybe was... maybe at the at the Dippin' Dots, you know, but no. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Imagine the pop if, if you if – if that match ends with – I love Red Dragon, man. No, I'm, I'm saying this. Imagine the end of the match. Adam Cole gets the win, gets the victory, and at the, the match ends with Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish in the ring, and they do the thing. You yeah. know, they do the pose. <laughs> I love – Undisputed Era is probably my favorite thing in NXT that ever happened. Um, yeah. So I just – look. I'm not going to be mad if I see Bobby Fish on my TV. I no, have nothing I'm against not Bobby Fish. He has his opinions. I don't agree with them, and that's fine. That's the world we live in. So yeah. if he can come back and I can get some more Red Dragon on my TV, dude, in the tag team division, and I can get an Undisputed Era, well, it won't be called that, but, yeah, um, you know, they'll be called whatever they're called. But just the, the visual of the four of them in the ring, <laughs> that's what I want. And I want it to be, like, a problem. Like not comedy bullshit. Like they yeah. were like that shit pissed me off when they came back. I don't blame Bobby Fish for leaving because they were like doing all this weird comedy shit. And yeah, it was funny, but it's like, no, man, I want to see vicious Adam Cole from NXT. Like that's what I want to see. You know what you need? I mean, obviously you need to have them feud with the elite and let let them be yeah. the heels. But I think before that, how do you undisputed versus Blackpool Combat Club? Oof. Oh my god, so many possibilities. <laughs> so many possibilities for good things. This is a beautiful thing. This is why I love AW, man. There's just so much potential for good TV and good content. I have one question because it's not yet on the card, and I don't know if they're gonna announce it tonight. Okay. But there's one title defense that's not happening as of yet on Double or Nothing, and that's the trios titles. Oh, man, I completely forgot about those guys. But House of Black, now, last time we checked, the number one contenders. The Acclaim, right? Do you think that something's going to happen between now and Sunday where the House of Black get involved? Aren't And aren't they supposed to wrestle? Um, well, that's funny because, I, I damn, I was looking at this and I'm like, I could have sworn the Acclaim were on this card and they are not. Wow. But neither are that is the House of Black. Right. I wonder if the House of Black wow. is going to be. I wonder if House of Black is going to be involved. Like, if the, is that going to be a match? Are they? Gonna oh, if they're going to, if they're going to do tonight? it, they better do it tonight. Yeah, like the <laughs> goddamn go home show. Well, you know, the, the, Tony Khan is never, never waits to the last minute to announce a match. He never yeah, waits really. till the week of. Not at all. Yeah, no shit. So we might see that. I just hope that it's not. Um, Because right now it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine matches. Okay. These shows are already long as it is. (laughs) Uh, And if you're going to have, you know that the the Anarchy in the Arena match is going to take a while. 
Uh, Jericho Adam Cole has the potential to last a while just because of the stipulation. Um, and you want to give your championship matches time. So do you want to add another match here? You can um, if you put like, like I don't want to see any of these matches that I'm looking at right now on the pre-show because they don't even do the pre-show anymore like they used to. Now it's yeah. a weird AJ, AJ City and Renee pre-show. If anything, I'd put, yeah, the Ethan Page and the Guns versus Hardy Party as the pre-show. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I or do you just not have the trios match yet? Um, How can you not have the acclaimed on a pay-per-view, though? Yeah, That's- you gotta, you can't, like, bro, the acclaimed. So I went to Dynamite uh, April 20, whatever it was. Um, I went to Dynamite in April, and... Mm-hmm. The highlight of that show, well, that's where Roderick Strong debuted, so that was a yeah. highlight. But the acclaim came out and they had a match against some jobbers. Yeah. And not jobbers, it was guys we know, but you yeah, know when they came the, out the, the Woods or Josh Woods in them or yeah, yeah. Dude, they came out and the second that their music yeah. hit, it was like a party in that building uh, until yeah. they walked up the ramp and left. Yeah. Like we were all fucking dancing to the song and then we were doing all the chanting and we were going back and forth with them and when the match was over they were like jumping over the railing into the crowd like it was dude it was like and that, and it was funny because at that point the, we had kind of like quieted down a little bit oh yeah and then let's then uh during the commercial um Justin Roberts was like, okay, guys, you got your scissors on you. Oh, yeah. So we were all like, oh, shit, they're cleaning are coming out next. So people started taking out their scissors and all their shit. So he let us know. And then That's smart. That's so, smart because you want, to, you want to put them on rampage more than yeah. I mean, because when the crowd's getting tired and sleepy and, and blown up, then you bring them. So Yeah, you got you to gotta have them on the show. So I wouldn't be surprised if they end up doing that because it makes total sense. And if you're gonna have nine matches, fuck it. You might as well have ten. <laughs> like, why not? So, uh, yeah, man, that's basically the show. Unless you got anything else on this, I mean, Jade versus Taya. I really think they should put the belt on Taya. It's it's time for Jade to move on to other things. Like, I, I think Jade's gonna win. I think she's gonna get her sixty, and then we're gonna see Statlander. I think Ooh. I think Statlander's coming back. I'd like but, that. Um, I got it. I got my Nacho Man and Full Tilt Deb here. They're saying that our because our our Dynamite party is about to get on. Oh, cool! Hey, Full yeah, Tilt Deb, Lou Yo. from the Bronx says, "What's up?" What's up, Lou? And up? question. All right, let's get because she is she is the queen. She if she challenges for the everything championship, she'll win. But question: Who's who's going to take home the championship at Double or Nothing? Jungle Boy, MJF, Darby, or Sammy? She says MJF. Ooh, look at that beautiful thing. Yeah, I I would be afraid to put it on the line with the uh, full tilt deck. So shiny. <laughs> so shiny, I can't even get a picture of it. Oh, it's so rad. It's so crazy. Um, yeah, uh, again, double or nothing. Looking very much forward to that show. And, uh, dude, this has been great, man. I'm so glad you were able to, to make the show. And thank you for taking the invite. Um, you're welcome of course you are very much part of the show you are now an official trash boy the trash man or a a ron esquire trashiest world peace you are welcome back at any time 
Absolutely. we'd love to have you back with Nick, the other host of this show. Oh, that'd be awesome. So we can kind of have a three-way dance here. Um, and uh, yeah, man, just tell the people about yourself. You guys already know me, Lou from the BX Everything Podcast, Instagram. Hit the link, see all the things, click all the things. Yeah, you already know about you me. You know the deals, yeah. Well, follow Let me them know Mindrunner, about you, man. M-Y-N-D-R-U-N-N-E-R on Twitter. And also on YouTube, I've got the Mental Health Podcast. I had a great chat with Ruckus recently on ADHD. I tell you, a lot of great, uh, a lot of great. I love to have people on too because it's not just exclusive people. It's anybody wants to talk about their story, their cha- their challenges and successes with mental health. We need to talk about it more, but also have a realistic yet positive spin on it too. Not not naive, but really talk about that stuff. I also have um, on my other channel, Mister Burden Teach. I do an educators podcast where we talk about uh, the, the the good, bad, and the ugly of the education system. But yeah, just uh, check me out on Twitter. Cool. That's usually where I spend most of my time. And yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, man. Thank you again, once again, for joining us on the show. Thank you for having and me. Thank you all so much for joining us and watching and clicking and following and putting the views up on the YouTube channel. I appreciate you guys so much for joining us every week for this wonderful show we call Wrestling is Trash. And as always, I like to say, Enjoy wrestling, my friends. And as we go out, you look into the eyes of the demon <laughs> as we depart. This day. And as, as always, this, this show always ends awkwardly. That's one of the staples of this show because yep. I still yet to figure out some we of these things. So we can do the, the old Craig frame. Ferguson awkward pause. Yeah, there we go. We can always do like a, a freeze frame. Oh, yeah. Freeze frame. 80s freeze frame. Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs>